Cleveland! This is for you! Talking about balls. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always by Kyle Price and Tim Buck, too. What's up, fellas? How much, man? Excited to be here at an earlier time slot. It's weird. I can see sun peeking through the windows. Driving here, I had sunglasses on. I'm not familiar with seeing daylight, so it's kind of nice. I'm not going to lie to you. It, it, it is weird coming here and seeing light and, and actually getting here and knowing that I can get home at an earlier time and get to bed at a normal hour tonight. So It's going to be weird. I'm used to just waking up dead tired on Thursday mornings. Plus, I feel half our audience is going to be paying attention because they're not going to be going to bed halfway through the show, possibly. Yeah, we caught them all when they're actually awake, so that's a good thing. Right. All right, let's get right into it. We are here. We're live, 7 to 9, the new time for talking about balls. Uh, my mic keeps falling down, but I will hold it up. That's what we do here. Not tightening down. So Justin's not going to talk, time. so there we it's go. okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. What's up? I, this one? it's falling down on this one it's all good we'll work through it all right guardians are in first place ladies and gentlemen the cheapest team in baseball are in first place i i I went into this i talked last week kyle literally asked me what do i think they're gonna do and i said nothing i think we're gonna fall short they're gonna get just enough hope for all the fans and then they're gonna blow it here they are holding the first place though i mean it's only by what one game right now I think it's I thought it was two. Maybe maybe it's one after last night's loss. But yeah, I, mean, I think it's I think it's one today. I don't know. I still don't believe they're gonna do much. They're the benefit of a schedule right now. I mean, they're playing some pretty bad teams. Yeah, I mean, look around the divisions, look at the, the Guardians record, look at the record for every other team in the league, basically. Right. In any other league, we have no shot. I mean, don't get me wrong, we're still a wild card contender, but in terms of division winning, this is the worst division in baseball. So of course the Guardians are in first place. I'm I'm happy about it. I'm not mad. Do I think they could actually make a deep run in the playoffs? Time will tell. They're young. Who knows with this squad? They're surprising everybody already. I mean, they lead, they lead I don't the know. MLB in what? Singles? Like base hits? I yeah, they're just a good fundamental yeah, team. They just they, they hit the ball, they get on base. Yeah, that's, that's all it. they do. I mean, that was I remember joking about it. I was making fun of him even when beginning of the season, Terry Francona said, we got this guy, Quan coming up. And I remember I forgot his name. I couldn't remember. <laughs> yeah. Greg had to correct me. And I'm like, we got this guy, Quan coming up. And Francona's like, he's not going to hit home runs. He's going to hit the ball. He's going to hit for average. He's going to get on base. And I was like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. And here we got Tim fixing it. So it's just a little too tight on that cord there. There we go. Stand up. Here we go. I can hear myself, actually. All there right. Perfect. Thank you, sir. It's all right. We, we work through issues here. Technical difficulties. It's, it's a new time, new shit. Everything's going to go wrong. It's, it's what we do. But we work through it. We power through uh, but yeah, so the Guardians are surprising everybody. They're the young, one of the youngest teams in baseball, if not the youngest, I think. I think they are the youngest team in baseball. They're the youngest team in baseball. They're calling up a ton of rookies. Uh, a lot. We have, what, six, seven, eight guys, something like that, in the top 100 of prospects. We're obviously not going to call them all up. But yeah, I saw that list the other day. Was it last night or the night before they came out with the top, like whatever, the best top 100 prospects and the Indians, I'm sorry, the Guardians. Yep. I don't want to get hit. Uh, own like eight, nine of them. Yeah, we had a couple sneak in because guys got called up and stuff like that. So we have uh, Bo Naylor, who's Josh Naylor's younger brother, the catcher. He just jumped in. He's like 98 out of 100. But, I mean, I'll take it. That's another guy on the top 100 list. That pitcher who's in AAA right now, he's 10 right now, I believe. He's ranked. Yeah, we've got one guy. I forgot his name. Esposito or something Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Uh, 
Memphis, I mean, that's an he's a guy that we might have to bring up for an arm as we keep going forward. I mean, the pitching's been phenomenal lately. Uh, I have no issues with the pitching. Are you okay with the starting rotation as it sits right now? Hard to say. I mean, I I don't think in a playoff series, Bieber's really the only one with legitimate playoff experience, and he chokes when he's in the playoffs. Right. He gets rocked. I just don't think any of the other four in a playoff like series will pitch more than maybe three or four innings. I think it'd be a committee pitching trying to get back to the next start for Bieber. It really depends on who is going and how they're doing because you got a guy like Tristan McKenzie, for instance. Tristan McKenzie is he's either amazing, right, lights Lights out, or it's ugly. And in the playoffs, you can't afford ugly. So yeah, if he gives up a couple home runs, a couple runs early, he's getting yanked. But if he's killing it, he's striking guys out, not walking anybody, not giving up hits, then he's gonna play most of the game. Skinny dude, I feel like a baseball is gonna hit him and break him in half. The good thing about him being so skinny though is that it's hard for the baseball to hit him. He can just turn his body. (laughs) He's like a he's like a popsicle stick. So. It works out in his favor. But yeah, the Guardians, they're young. They're fun. Uh, they're winning games, of course. I've learned my lesson. I'm not going to ever talk nicely about the Guardians again. Because... Yeah, when you talk shit, they do well. I made the mistake the other night uh, of texting my friends, talking a little shit about the Guardians being in first place. We've lost two in a row since mm, I sent, since I sent that text. So that jersey curse you have. I'm too. done. I curse teams. I am shitting on the Guardians here going forward. The Dolans still suck. I hate them. Uh, the team, they're overachieving right now. It's like the movie Major League. They're going to choke. A bunch of young kids who don't know what they're doing. They don't have the balls to make it to the playoffs. They're going to piss it all away. Ozzy Gian's going to come out of retirement just to stand on the field to do the choking sign again like he did to us years ago when he was with the White Sox, that son of a bitch. This wasn't Mets fans, that your, your friends that are friends. Yeah, I love making fun of them because they, uh, they've they lost a couple here to the, the Braves who are trailing them by like three games in the division. So they're actually... Gaining a little ground. So I love making fun of them about that. Uh, the Mets are actually a pretty good team, but until I see them actually put postseason success together, I just keep shitting on them. I, I, I shit on Francisco Lindor, who I love personally, but I like to tell my friends that he's a playoff choke artist and the that Bucks. he's going to choke for them in the playoffs. They'll get to see this year, so we'll see if he actually holds up to his name. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I just like talking shit to him. It's fun for me. So I do it all the time. So are you going to, have you been to a, you've been to what, one Guardians game this year? None. None. Zero this year. Are you going to go to one before the end of the season? Uh, if the opportunity arises, if somebody hits me up with like free tickets or something, I'm not going out of my way to go to a game, honestly. I mean, they're pretty much close to free anyways. You can go, I think, standing no, room No, right ex- the Guardians still charge a lot of money. I like the, Guardi- the standing room, like whatever, over by the bar where you can buy tickets for like, what, $15, $16? Yeah, it's like 15 bucks to get into the thing, but then yeah. you got to go down there. You got to pay to park. Yeah, it's true. You only That's get one true. free beer. I'm not going to a baseball game to only have one beer. I need food. I need other beers. It's like a $50, $60 night just for one person. It's steep. That's true. That's true. And if they're not willing to put, my thing is, if they're not willing to put money into the team, I'm not willing to put money into the team myself. That's how I look at it. So you need somebody to take you down and pay for the entire night, like a date? Free ticket. I, I would go for a free <laughs> ticket. Or if the Dolans actually spent a little bit of money on the team, then I would be like, yeah, let's go to games. I haven't okay. gone to a home opener in two years now, I think. because I keep meaning to like maybe possibly ask the wife if she wants to go down just for a game, just get a night out in the town or whatever. But I, every time I do, I'm like, I forget we have a team sometimes. And I don't watch it many, many uh, Guardians games. I don't either. Now that I have YouTube TV, I have the I have somebody else's account information. I watch it on Bally, yeah. the app. But... Because it's a separate app, I'm usually watching YouTube TV. I forget that it's on. Right. So I'm not even watching the games hardly. I, I, I'll check the score on Twitter, and I'm like, oh, shit, they're playing right now. It's the eighth inning. And I'm like, well, it's almost over. I'm not going to turn it on. Right. I mean, I do like the checks on the uh, ESPN app, seeing what the score is. We win. I get the updates on the on the phone. And that's when I usually remember they had a game today. You know what I mean? I yeah, like, absolutely. I really don't pay attention. I mean, I follow them on social media. So I see, like, every day they post the lineup. They post the time of the game. So I'm... I, I see that usually they'll post it during the day, though. So I'm at work. I see it. I'm like, okay, they play today at seven. 
and then I completely forget about it as I, seven o'clock actually watched approaches. I've more preseason football this year than I have Guardians games. Uh, not me. I've watched a little bit of both, but oh, really? I mean, I watched a good amount of Guardians games. I think I've but... watched maybe five innings total max. Oh no, I've watched I mean, way no, more I than that. Watched that many. No. I just don't watch it like every night. But no, I, I watch. I, I've watched more preseason football in the, in the first two weeks of their preseason season than I have baseball this year. So that's something that shows you why the uh, the Dolans need to sell the team. They don't yes. have fans. They're losing everybody. <laughs> losing them. All right. Um, checking in from Bobo Link. Oh, he's at a golf course right now. Okay. I always Bobo love the nice Link. words. Golfing on a Wednesday night. Nothing is, wrong with that. What is Setsky? Oh, sexy. Got it. That's the uh, the Polish way of spelling it, I think. Need a beer. Beer Olympics recap. recap. Possibly out of the boat. It was quite eventful, quite <laughs> disheartening to some people. But um, my, my teammate needs to have a talking to. We'll just say it that way. Some people win. Some people lose. That's just how it goes. Yeah. Some people just clean up. All right. Uh, moving on from the Guardians, they, like I said, they're in first place. A lot of season left to go. I mean, things could change on on the fly. So right, we'll see I what think happens. Right now, they did like the if the playoffs started now, they'd be playing the Toronto Blue Jays, and they would yes. be the third seed in the playoffs. Yeah, and I mean, they're still technically they they'll they'll have a wild card spot if Minnesota bumps them out. I think because they're aren't they taking like three or four wild card people this year? Yes. Yeah. yeah the, the, the playoffs them, yeah. is we'll break it down closer too, but I know the Major League Baseball playoffs have changed dramatically. How about the Yankees doing a little? Uh, a little bit of a spiral. I mean, if anything, this is the time. This is the time to get cold. If you're a team like the Yankees, who has such a big lead in the in the division, they're basically a lock for the playoffs. So take that slide right now, and then come playoff time, you hope to heat back up. Because then, usually, most of the time in baseball, at least, the teams that go the furthest, the teams that eliminate, you know, the good teams that aren't supposed to win, are the hot teams going in. They're playing great. They're playing well, like the Cardinals. All those years ago, when they used to win World Series with like Pujols and all them. They would get hot right at the end, and then they'd sneak into the playoffs, go to the World Series, just how they did it. So that's the way to do it in baseball. I mean, if you're the Yankees, you don't want to peak too early and then never get that back because that's when the the Yankees, in the playoffs especially, the power hitting kind of dies down. Pitching is such a bigger factor in the playoffs than power hitting. That's why the Yankees have crumbled with Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Sand. Like a 14-game lead right now or like a 10-game lead? Something like that. It's double digits at least, but – but yeah, the Yankees' problem when they get to the playoffs is they try to play long ball, and that's just not how you can't you don't win like that in, in playoff baseball. Right. Pitching becomes the the factor, and the Yankees can't keep up offensively without hitting the long ball. And pitchers just don't give up home run pitches that often in the playoffs, unless you're Shane Bieber, of course, facing the Yankees. But uh, I had to bring it back around to that, didn't you? I had to. I, had, I told you I got to shit on the Guardians. That's what I do. They need to win tonight, so I got to shit on them. They're probably starting the game right now. Uh, but yeah, so that's it for the Guardians. Just wanted to recap on them being in first place. Figured we'd start to show off with something. Because positive, well, I mean, the Browns, it's relatively positive. We'll get to them in a little bit uh, in a second here, but it's preseason. There's really nothing going on. The Guardians are at least legitimately in first place. Uh, the season ends in like a month and a half or whatever. So they got a good chance of actually going to the playoffs. Pretty exciting. Not just one of those one. And so with the wild card games this year, it's not just one game, though, right? Is it? No, I think it's like a full series or so. I honestly don't remember yeah. off the top of my head. I was trying to read it yesterday. But I was doing some other stuff and Still I didn't actually like that, register that uh, Tampa Bay game from years ago, the where the Danny Salazar game, the uh, yeah, one terrible one game where you're like, oh, shit, everything's on the line and we did not show up. Short lived that playoff year. All right. Uh, the Browns, they did play a playoff or a preseason game the other day. Hopefully they're going to be playing a playoff game this year. We'll see. Um, but yeah, they faced the Jacksonville Jaguars score doesn't matter in the preseason, but they, they ended up winning 24 to 13. Uh, the ones looked a little. <laughs> questionable I mean, to say the least played, I mean, yeah the ones who played I'll, I'll put it that way uh 
obviously, I, I have some notes here for the good and the bad. Obviously, the worst is the Nick Harris injury. That's the worst thing that happened. The second snap of the game, starting center, J.C. Treader's replacement, Nick Harris, torn ACL, done for the season. I thought it was. I thought like this cannot be happening to the Browns, but then it's like that's the Browns. So yeah, I mean, I saw him go down. I'm like, that's not good. They they were recapping. I think it was Chris Rose and Joe Thomas were doing the play by play and the color commentary, and they're like, not good. He planted. The guy pushed. You saw his knee buckle. He hit the ground. Done. Didn't move. Cart had to come out, take him off. Never a good sign for an offensive it, lineman. It sucks because like the pre the pregame like interviews and like the bits they had, they had a whole thing with him and Joe Thomas, like talking about like him coming up and him replacing Treader and all the work he's put in the offseason. Like they were building up to like this whole like Nick Harris is his year year, and then boom, second play of the game. You're done. It's for unfortunate. It. Done for the year. I mean, he was a guy that they drafted last year. Uh, or maybe it was two years ago. I think it was two years yeah, ago. It was two years ago. He's going into year three. Because he played last year a little bit. Purposely to just wait. JC Treader is going to retire eventually. It's Nick Harris's job going forward, starting yep. center, hopefully for the next, you know, 10 plus years. And done. Second snap of the preseason, done. But we have a backup, so it's fine. Well, we have multiple backups, one of which also tore his ACL oh, for the year. Run a roll here. I see a theme. However, it wasn't <laughs> our legitimate backup to. Nick Harris. It's not a, a great player. It's like, what's his name? Ethan Pochak or Posick or something like that is the Ethan backup center. won't be here much longer. Got it. I mean, realistically, they should be calling J.C. Treader today and <laughs> seeing what he's up to because he's he's unemployed. You haven't bought into the conspiracy theories as to why they haven't called him yet? Uh, the NFLPA stuff? Yeah, the whole NFLPA thing about... Uh, I mean, we already have to Sean see, Watson. Waiting to see what happens with the Watson... Uh, Who are thing? they going to be, you know, the NFL... Or the Browns, I should say. So they why, have the why main haven't root they called him yet? Then, honestly, it could be because he's not interested. Yeah, I think so. He okay. could just have spent the offseason not really working out and staying in shape, and he actually wants to retire. Uh, or maybe they're just—they don't want to bring him back. I don't know why. It doesn't make any sense to me, to be honest. Because I don't believe. I mean, then again, they could be waiting for cuts. They could be waiting to see what other teams get rid of centers but i mean is that person worth bringing in to be your starting center someone who got and caught? we're not the only team that have multiple centers that have gone down the tampa bay buccaneers have experienced the same fate so yeah if if backup if uh, unemployed centers right now are getting phone calls we're not the only team making the calls right. if, if andrew barry wants to make a move he's kind of running out of time because, i'm sure treader's taking a phone call or two already from, yeah it is kind of sure curious to why he hasn't been hired or signed by anybody right if he actually wanted to come out and play i mean I know he's not getting any younger, but still, I thought he had a little bit of gas left in the tank. I'm sure but. he's got one more good season left in him, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure Andrew he might, Barry... He might just be done. He's doing commentary now. He's, he's uh, the, the man. He's the NFL PA representative. He's got a lot on his plate, especially with this Sean Watson shit. That might be another part of it, why he doesn't want to play, because he's so caught up with this. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's Honestly. Screwing us right now. We want him, but he can't because he's trying to defend our, our quarterback. Yeah. Literally. Well, <laughs> yeah. We need him to defend him on the field and off the field. It would be ideal. <laughs> would be great uh we'll see but yeah the nick harris injury was fucking brutal uh truthfully that was that was a bummer second snap of the game uh deshaun watson comes in the next snap with the backup center fumbles the snap immediately and you need that repetitiveness you you don't have that you know you're not used to them i am all for the the heat that the browns are going to take this year most hated team in NFL. The Jaguars right? fans, I'll give them credit for being a preseason game and for being Jacksonville, which is known for like shitty fans and a shitty football team. They brought it. They came out. They booed the shit out of him. They were chanting like sexual predator. You're disgusting or whatever. They were yeah, chanting stupid shit like that. Shit like that. Um, the funny thing to me, though, is that fans actually thought that they rattled Deshaun Watson. Oh, because of his poor performance? Yeah, quote unquote, yeah. poor performance. If you don't actually watch the game, 
like I'm assuming Mike Florio didn't watch a single second of the game. He just saw the stat line and wrote a hate piece on Deshaun Watson. I saw other fans texting and tweet or tweeting and posting about Deshaun Watson sucking and this and that. Guaranteed they didn't watch the game because if they did, they would have seen Deshaun Watson had three perfect passes to Anthony Schwartz, two of which were drops, one of which was the wrong route by Anthony Schwartz. There was a bot snap with the backup center. Not Deshaun Watson's fault. Your first time taking a snap from a guy that you've never practiced with. And then other than that, he didn't do anything wrong. I mean, again, if Schwartz didn't make those huge drops, the, the plays stay alive. On the second Schwartz drop where there was an offensive uh, penalty on the offensive line for holding, uh, the pocket collapsed. Deshaun Watson stepped up, rolled out to the right a little bit. Oh, that was a perfectly... Never took his head off play. the off down, uh, downfield, just looked straight ahead, looked great, kept his composure, was poised. I remember, you know, not to harp on him too much, but Baker Mayfield in a situation like that. When the pocket collapses Baker's with Baker Mayfield... behind. Well, not even that, but Baker panics. That's when he starts spinning around and like he looks lost sometimes. You've seen him do it a hundred times. When he's on your team as your quarterback and you're rooting for Baker Mayfield, you see him spinning around and you're like, come on, make something happen. And it never really did. Right. Deshaun Watson, on the other hand, sees the pocket collapse, steps up, rolls out, hits Anthony Schwartz with a perfect pass, butterfingers. But Schwartz made some great plays in a practice this week. Though, he so. did. Suck. Some great catches. However, <laughs> I will say on the bright side, my biggest concern for Schwartz, not just his hands, was his route running, his ability to get open. He, he showed that he could do that at least. So there's yeah. a little bit of positive. Hey, it's a glimmer it's of positive hope. steps here. It's just, we'll get to it. I know we're getting to it later in the show, but just the amount of overreactness and like how um, social media blew up the second that Deshaun was done playing for the night. Immediately. Everybody I mean, turned into John Madden analyzing a game. My favorite was, and again, uh, to bring his name up a second time today, Mike Florio. Immediately wrote an article about Deshaun Watson and said, you know, Kevin Stefanski after the game was asked about Deshaun's poor performance. He downplayed it, said, you know, he's just shaking some rust off. And then Florio goes into this long piece about how bad it was. And then I'm reading the comments from the pro football talk uh, fans and they're all shitting on Watson and they're saying like, good, he sucks. He should never play again, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just thinking in my head like, I really want to reply to all these people and just tell them they're all fucking idiots, but I didn't. And I feel like a, I feel like a better person for not doing it. Wow, progress, sir. It really is. I'm a better man. I'm growing up. Age. I'm getting older, <laughs> getting wiser. It's just not worth the time. I, uh, I've come to the realization that I've gotten into so many arguments with people that really don't know what they're watching when they watch football. And uh, we'll get into it after the break. I've got a little segment I wanted to talk about with fans. Overreaction to preseason games. And I have some prime examples. One of which, spoiler alert, I happened to be in the Pittsburgh area over the weekend. I watched the Steelers-Seahawks game from a bar in Pittsburgh, oh, surrounded by Steelers fans. How many Super Bowl chants were thrown out? The way they cheered for every fucking play of a preseason game was insane. I'm just sitting there trying to drink a fucking, uh, I, I drank an icy light. You, or whatever, you feel special? The Iron now? City light. No, it tasted like shit, honestly. It was disgusting. I just, I, I walk in, I order a Coors Light, I see icy light on the wall. I'm like, oh, that's that Iron City beer everyone talks about. I'm like, all right, let me get one oh, of those. It's trash, dude. I can't it was garbage. It. Yeah, I hated it. I just wanted to try it. And this is from somebody who drinks like PBR. Yeah, I'll drink anything. Another genuine draft, you know. It wasn't great. I mean, it's, PBR yeah. is good as fuck. I don't oh, know. Absolutely. I'm, I'm just saying. But you and yeah, when of, you're categorizing it with the cheaper beers, think like of the lower level beers, you know, my personal favorite beer is Bush Light. So that tells you all you need to know about my beer preferences. Like Icy Light should taste like champagne, but it tasted like piss. I hated it. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's depressing that you had to drink that stuff. But we'll get into that later. We'll talk about how the fans overreacted about shit. And not just them. I have other fans to talk about that are just idiots when it comes to the preseason They're They don't know what they're watching. Uh, but on the good side for the Browns game, aside from Nick Harris and, and Anthony Schwartz dropping everything in sight, 
the rookie showed up. Andrew Barry's draft class, again, I'm not here to overreact. I know it's preseason. I'm just excited that, A, preseason, regular season, doesn't matter. Cade York hit his kicks. Looked fantastic. Cade York That's what I like wanted to see. Prime, like, having an amazing camp right now. He's like Justin Tucker 2.0, hopefully. <laughs> Fingers oh, crossed. God, he's fucked now. Big here shoes to fill. <laughs> I said he's looking, looking like. <laughs> Cade York breaks leg tomorrow in camp now. Martin Emerson rips the ball out of a guy's hand and takes it back for a pick oh, six. Yeah. That was our, our our slot corner that we drafted in the uh, third round, I think mm-hmm. it was. Third round pick. Uh, then you had uh, Jerome Ford. Looked like Kareem Hunt's replacement. Ready to go. He, he was ready to pack Kareem Hunt's I mean, back. I, I put that as a note. I'm like, we have a four stable, like a four running back stable right now. I truly think we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about it when it gets closer to, actually, now that I think about it, next time we record, no, we'll have an episode before the season yep, starts. Yep. Okay, so we'll have a good one. Um, yeah, we'll talk about final cuts and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I would not be surprised if the Browns end up going with four running backs and maybe only two quarterbacks for the time being, not counting Watson. He'll be off the, the, the roster technically with suspension. So we'll go uh, Brissett, Dobbs, and that's it. And then you can go with four running backs possibly, which would be great because if you have that, that think of that running back room. If you're going with Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Jerome Ford, Dearness Johnson, in whatever order for the last two you want to put them, Fantastic depth. I'd be interested to see what he can draw up and use use two of them at one time on the field. Yeah. Because, I mean, you could have a, a scenario where you have to protect the run with the Chubb in the backfield, and now you have to worry about the pass if you put Hunt off to the side. And the same thing goes if you put Johnson and you put Ford back there because they're pretty much a Chubb and Hunt 2.0 with those two. Yeah, it'll be interesting if he does that. I know fans have complained about it for the last two years. Kevin Stefanski doesn't really utilize a two-back formation. Right. often that was the number one thing fans are like why isn't chubb out there when hunts out there and it's because he doesn't want him out there at the same time because if chubb gets tired hunts coming in fresh and vice versa he doesn't like to use him at the same time but now that you have four guys you could go hunt or i'm sorry chubb and maybe ford and then when those two get a little tired then you swap them out for johnson and, and hunt and yeah. you kind of have that nice little chemistry between the backs but, i mean ford looked know? great ford had a hell of a game i get looked fantastic i mean he was our leading rusher but... he was our leading receiver had a touchdown from both receiving and and running. Yep. Uh, broke off a huge like forty yard run. Just looked great. He looked like a, a seasoned vet, and he's a rookie out of Cincinnati. He found the holes. He powered through quick. You know, he's he was very alert, making guys miss. I I love what I see. Good I hands. I can't wait to see him. In Smart actual, football yeah. player. Just honestly, I'm I'm very excited for him. And then of course on the defensive side, you had I already talked about Emerson, but you had uh, Isaiah Thomas. Not to be confused with the former Cavalier or the former Detroit Piston. Oh, I thought it was a former Detroit Piston. He came out of retirement. To play some it's their, it's their actual son. It's oh. Isaiah Thomas from the Cavs. Isaiah Thomas from the Pistons had a son <laughs> named Isaiah Thomas who now plays for the Browns. It took um, a long time to name those kids in that family. Yeah. They put a lot of thought into it. Uh, but Isaiah <laughs> Thomas, the outside linebacker, defensive end, whatever you want to call him. Uh, he recorded two sacks again. It's preseason. Just good to see him getting in the backfield. Even Perry and Winfrey had a couple big plays. Showed some burst up the middle uh, on the defensive line. I'm a line. huge Winfrey fan. I cannot wait. I am too. I'm excited. He's the guy that he brings energy, and you need that. When you're a young team like the Browns are, I mean, they have some vets. Don't get me wrong. But when you're a young team like this, and you get a guy like Perry and Winfrey who just comes in 100 miles an hour all day, every day, that's huge. Yeah, I think what Isaiah had a, a cast in his arm yesterday or like a sling or something. Did we? Did he hurt himself? Uh, I'm not sure. I didn't, I yeah, didn't see that. So they said he showed up to the uh, – practice on tuesday or maybe monday with his left hand in like a cast like one of those makeshift casts mm. so i'm wondering if maybe it's got stepped on or something but i, yeah, I don't know i didn't think see it was that. that serious though i didn't see that i mean that's something with a defensive player 
they've been known to wear clubs on their hands, like right. the, the the brace, whatever. Yeah, I don't think he's going to stop it from playing, but I'm wondering maybe he gets. Yeah, no, out. I didn't actually see anything about that, so I have to have to look into yeah. that. Um, but yeah, other than that, it was a good game. Your number one priority for a preseason game is to shake rust off, get guys acclimated with each other, and no injuries. We were able to successfully do two of those things. Uh, the injury one, obviously, biting us in the ass with with Nick Harris. Plus, I mean, you have to think you're running very vanilla offense, very vanilla defense on both sides. And, and that's you're the other thing too with with special. fans that freak out about uh, preseason football. It's like you the the offense isn't showing you anything. This isn't what your team's right. going to be doing week one. They're not going to show plays so other teams have it on film. They're just trying to practice some shit. This, these are probably plays they're going to throw away. They're never going to use them again. It's just to get experience. It's to just see. Deshaun Watson throwing to Anthony Schwartz as his potential number one wide receiver because Amari Cooper didn't play. David Bell didn't play. Right. It's it's not a real life game scenario. No Nick Chubb, no Kareem Hunt. Again, not real. It's, it's, it's just it's a coach saying line up in this formation and we're going to do a, a two step read. It's throw a the ball. it's glorified practice, yeah. basically. And, and that's going to be even more on display this Sunday with the Eagles because that's a practice. They're they're practicing together this week. And I guarantee, if I'm not mistaken, coaches tend to say, look. We're going to run these plays in the defense. You run these plays in the offense so we can practice against that. It's it's a mutual agreement between two teams. In fact. Yes, because you don't want guys to get hurt. That's right. the number one thing. You don't want uh, – and you don't want to show stuff to them also because you're facing them on Sunday. So we're having a joint practice with the, uh, the Eagles. There's a gnat in here if you guys saw me sweeping at something. I thought you were losing um, your mind. That's fine. Yeah, I'm hallucinating right now. I'm tripping balls on ayahuasca. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, if, if you, you have a joint practice, which you're almost guaranteed there's going to be a fight. That was that was the topic on the radio on the way in over here. Yeah. It's almost guaranteed. Yeah. It's a given because these guys, you got to think about it too. You're going to say in your head, you're thinking Browns versus Eagles, like a typical Sunday, but you have to put into consideration. It's a, it's an 85 man roster or whatever the fuck it is right now. Half these guys are getting cut. Yeah. Half these guys are fighting for their careers, for their families. They're pissed. They're mad. These guys are angry. They're willing to do anything. Yeah. Somebody talks a little shit. There's a fight breaking out. I don't know if you saw the video today from, uh, the Patriots and Panthers joint practice. Did you see that? No, I didn't get a chance to see what happened. Huge fight between the Patriots and Panthers. Uh, it went out into the crowd. Someone hit a quarterback. They hit, I don't even. I don't even know what caused it. The, the video starts off with them already in a scuffle, and they push it into the bleachers. And apparently, they fell into the stands and like landed on fans and shit. Like somebody got hurt. Was it Patriots and who? Panthers? Yeah. Was Baker out there throwing some bows? He. I thought it was him, but it was actually just a little kid sitting in the bleachers. I thought it was <laughs> Baker though, but. <laughs> It was a little six-year-old. Like we got a bunch of bakers. Oh, that's just the kids. It was just a little kid in a baker jersey. I was like, wow, they make baker watch from the stands? That's so weird. But he was the same size, so it was easy to get confused. They're practicing for midseason form. Yeah, he's practicing from the bench where he's probably going to be watching Sam Darnold play. Um, but yeah, but yeah, you're right. There's probably going to be a fight. Fights yeah. break out. You just hope it's going to be between uh, some nobody players. It's kind of your thing. Don't let don't let Miles Garrett you know, get in a fight. Don't let obviously Deshaun Watson or anybody because you know the Eagles are going to be talking shit. Oh, of course. Teams are going to talk shit to the Browns now that you have it. You saw uh, Wyatt Teller talked about that the other day. They they asked him, they said the fans in Jacksonville were pretty ruthless. How do you feel about that? And he's like, it's Cleveland against everybody. Like, we don't care. Cleveland versus the world or whatever he said. I'm sure the entire team's prepared for whatever's going to happen. Even at practice, the Eagles are probably going to say shit to Deshaun. No and that's why Deshaun took fucking half the team on a, on a vacation and bought gifts for everybody. That's basically his way of saying like, listen, I need your help. I'm your year. teammate. Have my back. And I think that, I mean, in sports, you've played sports, you yeah. know it. I mean, you have your teammates back, whether you like them or not as best people when you're out there on the field together or on the court, whatever sport you play, uh, you have each other's back. That's just what you do. I will tell you what though. Watson is trying one 
one hell of a way to try to get back in the good graces of the public because I don't know if you saw this, that he spent like an hour or so, an hour and a half after practice tonight with just signing a line of kids' base footballs and jerseys I, uh, and shoes. I and, heard basically he does that every day yeah, for I the mean, most part. Great, he signs but, for every child, which is good. I mean, yeah. I'm a huge uh, uh, autograph hound myself. I like autographs. Yeah. But I got into an argument once with a guy who was trying to like basically make fun of me for getting autographs. And he's like, oh, my kids stopped getting autographs at 13. And I said, well, I pay for them like a fucking adult. I don't go <laughs> I don't go waiting in parking lots for adults. Throw jerseys at people? No, I, I'll, I'll just buy an autograph. I, I'm OK with that. I spend money. I'm, I'm 30, 33. I, mean, I, know, I know he normally does that, but he really is. I mean, I know he's trying to do the little extra. You know, and the other thing, too, is he was always like this. Deshaun yeah. Watson was always known as a really great guy. So it's not like he came here and like, Oh, when he was in Houston, he spit on fans and never signed for anybody. But now he's got these accusations. He's trying to turn no, himself around. <laughs> he spit <laughs> on something. He had to lube it up somehow. But he uh, he was always a good guy. Yeah, so it's not sure. like he's doing anything different. It's just it's now being put into a bigger light because of his allegations. So now you go, oh, look at him turning his character around. But he was actually a good guy beforehand. Yeah. Never had a bad word about him, really. Um, I don't have a Watson sign. You have a Watson sign item? Yeah, I don't have one. I do. It's yeah. it's a Texans mini helmet because his brown stuff's like, hear this. A Browns mini helmet will go for probably $200. Sure. I got a Texans one. I won it on eBay for 25 Really? Beckett authenticated everything. Jesus. So I'm all about the bargain. I got that for 25 bucks. I said, <laughs> I'll, I'll gladly hold this Watson Texans helmet until I can get my hands on a cheap Browns one. I'm fine with that. I'm all That's about weird. bargains. But uh, yeah, this week, Sunday, I think it's Sunday at one o'clock, get a little real feel of football again, kind of, even though the weather's probably going to be hot. I didn't even look at the, the radar, but it's preseason game two, Browns against the Eagles. I think now that they only play three games, is this the dress rehearsal? I believe this is the dress rehearsal. I think mo some of the starters. And then week three the is when we're like people won't play. quarter, quarter and a half. Yeah. And then you'll see the backups the rest of the time. But I, I'm not mistaken if, 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 the decision doesn't come down by Sunday. I believe Watson's still starting. Which, uh, that was on the docket to talk about too. Uh, he is supposed to start, but there are rumors that the NFL and Deshaun Watson are going to settle. What, what do we think it's going to be? 12? Uh, he wouldn't settle at 12 initially. So it, it's weird. I've heard so many different rumors. It's really hard to keep your head around on any of this. So you had, um, Initially, they wanted 12 games and like a $10 million fine. He said, no fucking way. That was the original settlement offer from the NFL to Watson. He said, no, this was before Judge Sue Robinson got her hands on everything. And then it's, I think he wanted like six or eight, which is what Sue Robinson gave him. He was happy as hell. Now the NFL says, no way we can't do that. So I'm wondering if they're going to maybe meet in the middle, maybe do 10 games, Yeah, do 10 games. Do I know like he an, countered last week with what, eight and like a $5 million fine. Yeah. So maybe the NFL, he countered with eight and five. The NFL wants 12 and 10. Maybe they meet in the middle at 10, 10 and like seven and, and a half and <laughs> split it down the fucking middle. I can live with 10 games. I mean, it is what it is. I, I've, I've accepted this season is going to be very difficult because not only do we have a very hard schedule, but we're probably going to be without Deshaun Watson for at least 50% of the season. And that's being nice. 50% yeah. is, is being very generous. Is 10 games enough for you to want to go out and go after Jimmy G? No. And we'll talk about why I still don't want Jimmy oh, yeah, G coming up. I just, after I just, the break. That's been like the talk. That's been like the, it's like, what number makes you want to go get another quarterback? Well, actually, you know what? You, just, you could pull that Jimmy G picture right now, Tim. We'll talk about it since we're on the topic, if you don't mind. Uh, I don't want Jimmy G because he's still not healthy. Right. We don't he's know what still not throwing. Is, right? His shoulder's not great yet. He ha would have to come into Cleveland. I mean, today is August 17th. The season starts September 11th. We're less than a month away. Right. He's got to learn a playbook, get acclimated with the players, with the coaching staff, everybody, learn the 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 
language, the vocabulary of an offense. It's all way different. Three or four anyways, because, and then he can't throw. It's just, what's, are we going to trade for him? Like, on September 10th and try to have him come in and play at that point. What's the, what's the difference? If you're going to go with Brissett, the only thing though, that would make sense from Andrew Barry's perspective is I think the, the first four games of the season, very winnable. Sure. You do have wiggle room. As you said, maybe you trade for Jimmy G his shoulder starts slowly getting healthier and healthier. Let's say he's back to throwing around September, early September. You've got about a month to let him play and, and to practice before he can really need to start. We wouldn't need him to start till week five. Yeah. Cause you could get away with, uh, who do we have? It's Carolina week one should be a win Jets week, week two, two against the Jets should be another win uh, week three. We're going against Pittsburgh on Thursday night football going to be a tough one. I'm not going to lie to you. Don't get me wrong. I don't think Pittsburgh is going to be very good this year. However, it's a rivalry. Pittsburgh's defense and is still pretty good. The they play too. us well. It's on the road. Uh, nothing's guaranteed. I'm I'm not willing to just automatically say that's a win. We'll see how both teams look after the actual season starts. And then week four, I think, is against Atlanta. Yeah. So. Four winnable games with Jacoby Brissett. Four no three and one coming out of the first. Could four. be three and one coming out of the first four games with Jacoby Brissett. Then you say thank you for everything, and the keys to Jimmy Garoppolo. But if it's a ten game suspension, do you really want to just have Garoppolo play, play six games and then you have to bench him? Well, I mean, out of any quarterback you'd bring in, he'd be the most understanding of how that that system. True, works. <laughs> at least. But that's the other thing: is he though? Because now there's there's stories that have come uh, out that yeah, said the, the smear campaign when stuff. he signed his extension in San Francisco, the coaching staff couldn't get a hold of him for weeks. Right. He just ignored everybody and blew everybody off. So, is he a dickhead? Is he a good teammate? I don't know. I honestly have no idea. I really don't think. Uh, excuse me, Pat to JG Burp. I really don't think the Browns are interested. I, I think if they, it's like the JC Treader thing. Yeah. How long are you really going to wait? I feel like the 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 no interest showing no interest means something. And it's it's not like Jacoby Brissett's chopped liver. It's not like he can't move the ball down the field because he can't. No. He's proven that he can. On and I think because Jacoby Brissett did not take a single snap on Friday. What's up, Dave? And a lot of people, Dave, what's up? Hope you're healing well. I saw he, you got out for a walk today. Always good. He heard the the term Pittsburgh and pops in. <clears throat> I like it. I'm okay with that. He's got you know, he's trying to watch two shows right now at once. He's running a station. We got big news coming to Redline Radio uh, next week. We're going to hear about it from Lee Money. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. Jacoby Brissett didn't play, and I'm still in that Facebook group with like the British Browns backers uh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So one of the guys posts on there, and he said, uh, "Did Jacoby Brissett not play because I heard he's been having horrible practices? Was it like a punishment?" And I commented, and I'm like, "I, I said it nicely. I didn't want to say, what are you a fucking idiot?' Because that's something an idiot would get ask. Your, get your teeth fixed." No, not even that. Yeah, he didn't look like Austin Powers or anything like that. But his question was just stupid because he's saying, were they punishing Jacoby Brissett by right. not playing him? And I said, why the fuck would they bench the guy that's probably starting week nice one? Drop, why the fuck out of it? I didn't actually say why the fuck. I just said, uh, I said, I think they're just resting him because he's their starting quarterback. So like Chubb and Garrett, et cetera, yeah. they just weren't playing certain starters. Like, I don't think it wasn't a punishment to Jacoby Brissett. Um, Does my tweets make you horny, baby? Yeah, yes. baby. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but Jacoby's like, from what I've heard, he's looked good in practice. You know, the video highlights you get sent on Twitter from like the reporters. I've heard the same thing. That's he's why I don't know where like he's... maybe across the pond they're getting different yeah. news. But and what, uh... do you, what do you need from? So here's my other thought process. So they don't go. They don't go after Jimmy G, right? Mm-hmm. They still have a lot. Of, they still have the most cap space out of any yes. team right now. You you then see what's going on with Watson. Okay, now the decision is we're going to just back Jacoby. Now we're going to go out and maybe use some of that cap space to bring in a, a receiver or two to give yeah. more. Um, safety valves to Jacoby over the middle. I mean, I would keep my eyes peeled on a couple of guys. There are a few a few people unemployed at the moment. Obviously, J.C. Treader, we already talked about. I don't know if the Browns are going to show interest in him. But a couple guys they have had their names tied to, whether it be 
a a rumor that was debunked by somebody, but that could always be false. At least they were they were at one point connected to these players. And Dominican Sue, sure, defensive lineman, uh, no defensive tackle, uh, still available, still a possibility. From what I heard, the Browns were interested Affordable at one point. Too. He wouldn't be asking for much. No, I mean at his at his age right now, uh, the market's drying up. Guys are going about to be getting cut, and then. You also have Will Fuller still yeah. available, who is one of Deshaun Watson's favorite targets. I would targets. love for him to bring Fuller in. Dude's Fuller would be interesting, but I don't know if they're going to do it because, again, what are they waiting for? But Will Fuller has shown that he can't stay healthy consistently. He uh, he went down to Miami and didn't do much, got hurt damn near immediately. Games, yeah. uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. They're waiting to see what happens with Watson because I think it's like what That determines exactly here. what route we go for the season yeah, because, exactly. yeah, a 10 game suspension. I think Andrew Barry is going to think, okay, we can, we can do something with 10 games. We can still win. We can be competitive when Watson comes back playoff run. Yep. 12 plus you're fucked. I think, uh, another thing too, that I don't think fans understand is they think that the offense is going to be identical with Deshaun Watson as it would be with Jacoby Brissett. I like to think that, uh, Kevin Stefanski has the wherewithal to run multiple offenses and i think everybody in and their brother knows that's going to be the case yeah i mean i think we're going to run a very heavy tight end set it's going to look and i'm not knocking him it's going to be reminiscent of reminiscent of the baker mayfield offense you're going to have a lot of tight ends a lot of people and that's okay but that's stefanski again i said this last week i've said it multiple times we went eight and nine last year and we had a bottom five passing offense i'm not just saying baker because that's including case keenum started a couple games it's including uh nick mullen started a game we had a bottom five, and that's just fact. I'm not bashing any specific player. Bottom five passing offense. Injuries or not, bottom five, we still won eight games. That's impressive as fuck to me. So any fan out there that's questioning Kevin Stefanski or even saying he should be on the hot seat, you're a fucking idiot. Go play in traffic. Well, that's to, the best thing I can tell you. The year before that. But, yeah, so, they, I mean, yeah, one coach of the year comes back, still wins eight games, which what coach in Cleveland Browns history since 1999, at least, that we've watched as fans, has come in and won almost 10 games two years in a row? Uh, the answer is none. None. Kevin Stefanski takes us to the playoffs. Wins What, what did we win in that year? 10, 10 games? 11 games. 11? Then the next 10. year. Like, I don't know. I, either way, it was double digits. We win a, a double digits. The next what year we win 8-9 with such a fucked up season. You have the Odell drama. You have Baker playing hurt. You have that drama going on. You've got Nick Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt getting hurt. covid all the shit we had to deal with last year, starting Nick Mullins in a huge game against the Raiders. You had the four interception game against the Packers from Baker Mayfield. Still won eight games. Yep. And fans are going, I don't know, we might have to get rid of him. Like, are you fucking crazy? Such a bad offense. Are they crazy? Yeah, the bad offense. Too many tight ends. Yeah, too many tight ends. Even though it works, because we're winning more games than any Cleveland coach since 1999, they want to run him out of town. Yep. They wanted to keep Baker, get rid of Stefanski. Right. Stefanski consistently suck. wins. Butch Davis didn't win that many games. We had one playoff year with Butch Davis. Then we sucked again. Is that the infamous 2007 season? No, that was Romeo. 2002 oh, was Butch Davis. That was a Tim yeah. Couch. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we haven't had consecutive winning seasons. Not that 8-9 and nine is a winning season, but you know what I mean. Just getting to eight wins even. We've never had it's, a... It's more than we thought we would have Yeah, a positive record and then an almost 500 record. It's either you fluke at a positive and then you're back down to three wins. That's what I'm used to as a Browns fan. Uh, but yeah, Kevin Stefanski is going to know what to do with the multiple quarterbacks. I'm, I'm not worried about it at all. I don't know why well, we fans are. We talked from the get-go that I, we believe that he has two different paths to take. With Watson, here's a whole different playbook. 
Absolutely. You know, and, and it's probably only a difference, to be honest, a difference of maybe 10 or 15 different plays will run with him in it. But yeah. those 10 or 15 plays... It's just the style just, of offense. Yeah. We're going to be a downhill, run the ball, ground and pound team with Brissett. With Watson, you can do both. You can open yeah. it up. Don't get me wrong. Brissett can sling the pill. He's a good quarterback. Doesn't turn it over. That's all we need out of him. Just don't don't turn the ball over. That's just, it. Just give me a 185-yard touch uh, uh, passing uh, day with two touchdowns or a touchdown. That's fine. Let the running back yeah. take the brunt of the day. Just Give me 150 to 200, one touchdown, no interceptions. That's all I need yeah. out of you. That's it. And try to keep your completion percentage around like mid 60s to 70. Yeah. That'd be I'd be happy with that. And that that'll win us games. Absolutely, no and, question about and, it. And let's not talk. Let's not forget the fact that having a good kicker would have won us a couple games last year as well. No question. That's huge. That and that possible. And that's another thing. Fans were pissed about drafting Cade York. There's still what I don't understand. Browns fans, this is a PSA for me to you. This is your boy, JG, talking sense into you. Have a little bit of fucking faith in Andrew Barry and Kevin Stefanski. This is the most successful regime we've had since 99. This is the most willing to win regime we've had since 1999. They are all in to try to win you ungrateful fucks a Super Bowl. And you're going to sit at home and talk about how they both should be fired. You fucking idiots. You're a little more you spicy suck. than you earlier today. I'm always spicy. It's the no hat. It's yeah. No. I'm letting all my steam out. It's usually bottled up inside my hat. Boy's on a roll right now. No, it's just I'm, I I have to deal with fans. I You know, I'm an idiot. It's my own fault. I, I read comments and shit on, on social media pages. Who watches that one eight games and they lose 10 games? What happens? There's no way they're losing 10 games. Uh, he's out more than eight games and they lose 10 games. Um. I can't. That's kind 10, of an. That's a. I can't find ten losses. That's like a schedule. trick question because it doesn't really add up. Like I don't know what he means. So if Watson's out, let's say Watson's out ten games, then yeah, maybe we go five and five. I could see. I mean, that's not bad. And then Watson comes back. You've got him for seven more games. You try to go five and two in those seven games, and next thing you know, you're a, you're ten and seven, yep. probably a playoff team or at least on the cusp. Yep. I mean, that's a very manageable season if he's out ten games. Um, even with Brissett in it and the Scott, I can't, I can't, find I, I can't imagine. I can't, yeah, I can't find a way where we're going to be 10 losses unless, unless Watson's out for the entire year. Yeah. That, even, then I could see that, but that if he's out for the whole year. It's a loss season anyway. I think our defense is going to carry <laughs> us in some of these games too. I mean, that, they're, we overlooked the defense because we're always about offense, Watson, Chubb, yeah. Hunt. No, the defense know. realistically should be a top 10, if not top five defense this year. They were top 10 last year. And that's why Brissett, I think, is in good hands because Kevin Stefanski is going to, you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt to guide you to the victory and the defense to stop them from scoring. And Miles Garrett said it best a few weeks ago, they interviewed him. And he said, last I heard, if the other team doesn't score, they can't win. Yep. yep. I love that quote because he's right. If we win the game three to nothing because we're not an offensive powerhouse, it's a fucking win in my book. That's a W. A healthy Newsom and healthy Ward. Not many quarterbacks are going to test both of them. It's going to be very hard. No, we have a really good secondary finally. I mean, our linebackers leave a little bit to be desired, but that's okay because you can tell by Andrew Barry's track record, he doesn't value linebackers right. that much. So you have guys like Chase Winovich. You've got Jordan, Phil or, uh, yeah, Jordan Phillips. You've got Anthony Walker back. You've got Taki Taki. You've got JOK. You've got some linebackers, but you don't have any studs. Like they, they don't draft them too high. JOK was pretty high. Um, I think they go seven and ten. Uh yeah, I mean, I could definitely see Pittsburgh going seven and ten on a good year. Uh, I really think more so, I'd say like, you know, four and thirteen is more realistic for you there, Dave. But uh I mean seven and ten, it's how do you say that when you don't even know what Watson's gonna be suspended yet? That that that, that changes everything. If it's eight games, it's totally different. So we'll see. I mean, I'm not gonna play uh 
schedule predict just yet with them until I know I just, about Watson. I just want them to make a damn decision. I'm, so. I'm sick of it. And that's the thing with uh, this ruling, the settlement. There's rumors. They're a little more than halfway there to making the decision. Could be coming down any day now. Uh, realistically, could be maybe even by the end of tonight. My guess, though, it's just based on how the NFL likes to do things. It's going to be a Friday afternoon news dump. Right. So, because that's when it happened with the trade for Watson. You remember that? It was a Friday yeah. afternoon. I had just gotten out of work. My phone starts fucking blowing up because Deshaun Watson's a Cleveland Brown. Um, but I could definitely see it being a Friday thing because tomorrow's Thursday. So, they either announce it tomorrow or they're going to announce it Friday, which is kind of shitty. So, you think, it, you think it's coming this week then? Yeah, I honestly think it's going to be within the next few hours. Oh, you're calling it tonight? Or next few okay. days, I, I was mean. Like, next few days, sorry. Yes. Um, yeah, from what I heard today, it sounds like it's really close. Uh, I only bring the Steelers in it because, I mean, the Steel City running, running lates, basically, you guys are a Brown show now at this point. <laughs> I think the Browns should get paid every time. Every time I've turned on up. the show, you guys start off talking about the Browns. You guys talk more about the Browns than you do the Steelers eventually. Sorry, the team from First Energy is what they say. No, no, yeah, I'm sorry. You guys... You guys talk about the Browns more than you talk about the team from Akrasher Stadium. What a shitty fucking name. Akrasher. <laughs> Akrasher. That sounds like something old people drink so their bones don't fall off. Brittle bones. They're like, Akrasher. I have it with a straw every night at 6 p.m. before I go to bed. Is that before they put the, uh, the uh, depends on? That's before Ben Stiller comes in and gives him a nice glass of shut the hell up. Like in Billy Madison. <laughs> but, uh. Told yeah. you spicier the earlier we'll, year. Uh, I have more energy a little bit today. I think that's what it is. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Steelers later. I do have a thought on some things because again, I was at that Pittsburgh bar the other day, uh, watching them cheer for the Steelers against you, the Seahawks. You didn't like wear brown this... stuff to Pittsburgh, did you? Uh, no, I had a Cleveland hat on. Oh, I, I just okay. wore because we went straight from the convention, so I was just wearing like a black shirt, basically. Oh, okay. Um, but we'll talk about all of it. Um, but yeah, so the Browns play the Eagles on Sunday. I really don't know what to expect. I think it's going to be the the dress rehearsal, if you will. Um. The joint practices are going to be happening. The NFL could be coming down with the Watson news, which is going to fuck everything up because Deshaun Watson's your your number one quarterback when he plays in practice. So if they come down on Friday, he'll have a couple joint practices with the Eagles. He's ready to start on Sunday, and the NFL could come in and go not so fast. Right, you're you know you're on the pine. I for sure thought that they were going to say it before the first preseason Amen, game. Dave, I didn't think they wanted him on the field at all. You know, so I thought they were going to come down with the ruling right before that and game started. The Browns tried to call their bluff a little bit. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I thought the same thing when the Browns announced Deshaun Watson is the starting Starter. quarterback and all the stories immediately after just said Deshaun's the starting quarterback. If there's no ruling by the NFL. Right. So that's kind of the Browns way of saying like shit or get off the pot. And Still nothing. Uh, they got off the pot. They must be constipated because nothing happened. And we're moving on to week two of the preseason. Still no ruling. It is getting a little ridiculous, though. I mean, I said it last week. It, it's absurd that it's we're taking up we're the entire far. newsreel. Every show you turn into, it's you can talk a little bit about the, you know baseball. Then it's okay, Watson, Watson, Watson. Or you talk a little bit about you know practice and who's doing well. Then it's Watson, Watson, Watson. Like just just make a decision. Let's move on. Let's get on to the other parts of football. Yeah, like there's a guy on 850 ESPN Cleveland here in Ohio. If you're a radio person, wow, dumpster diving for radio stations. Um, well, I only listen to 850 or 92.3 pretty much. If I'm yeah. listening to sports talk, that's all I got. Um, but there was a guy who was subbing in the other day. I won't say his name because I hate him that much. I think he's terrible at what he does. How he managed to get a position with ESPN 850 you is mind-boggling suck. to me because he's awful. Uh, is there an E, does it? No, no, no. This oh, is somebody who okay. you might not even know because okay. he's not even like a regular person on the got station. It. Okay. But he was filling in for the show the other day because some guys were on vacation. I turned it on for a second because I didn't know they were on vacation. So it's nine o'clock. The show starts. They announce the names of who's hosting. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be terrible. <laughs> and I left it on for a minute. And before I could even change the dial, 
he comes in and says, oh man, I wish the NFL would just suspend Watson for a full, for the rest of his career. Can we get Baker back? And I was like, okay, I'm done with this guy because I don't even think he was joking. I really just think he's that <laughs> stupid of a person. So I just said, I'm out. I'm, I'm fucking Hot done. takes Change early in the station, morning. Done 9 a.m. I was done. Nine, I made it from 9 a.m. to 9.01, basically listening did you, to that well, did show. You, did you listen to 92.3 this morning? No, I didn't actually. Okay, so the, a caller calls in because they're talking okay. about like the amount of games and um, someone's like, you know what? I, I think what they should do and what they ought to do is just you know, have uh, have the NFL choose what games he gets suspended. And hmm. so Ken Carmen's like, so wait a minute, you want him to put like the, the schedule into like a little like tumbler of like lateral balls and <laughs> like, like the NBA game draft one suspended from this game. I did game make a two. joke with my buddy at work today and I was like, let's say it's a 10 game suspension. But there was that weird thing that kept floating around in the in the Twitter rumorville the Texans thing? about the Texans game. That's, that's week, tw- week 13, 12. 13, 12 so, yeah. so it would be a 12 game suspension would make right. him miss the Texans game. So the game's technically week 13, but we have a bye week. Right, so right. yeah. Um, I, I made a joke with my friend and I'm like, all right, if it's a 10 game suspension, maybe he sits out one through nine comes back and then has to sit out the Texans game just to make them happy. If that's what they want, <laughs> I can live with that because I truthfully think Josh Dobbs or Jacoby Brissett could beat the Texans. Yeah. So if we don't have Watson that game, I don't care. I, I, I trust them over Davis fucking mills. Call me crazy. He's a stud quarterback, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, I will say he looks like he might be the best quarterback out of last year's draft class, which is saying something. Yeah, that's <laughs> as of right oof, now, at least. Oof. Uh, but for the Eagles game coming up, I mean, not much to preview. It is a preseason game. Uh, same things as you would normally expect to hear. Stay healthy. Be smart. Don't do anything stupid. Uh, I have a little nugget about the Eagles from their first preseason game against the Jets. We'll talk about after the break, because after the break, I like to do the first half for, t- for this week, at least. It could change now that we're seven and nine. I'm just trying some things out. So I'm doing the first part of the show, except for the Jimmy G shit, because it was affiliated with Cleveland. Uh, trying to stick with Cleveland. After the break, we're going to go around the country. We'll talk about everybody, everything else. But uh, with the Eagles, they played the Jets last week. So we'll talk a little bit about that, because there were some some key things that happened in that game that I really want to get to. But I think a good this is a good test for the Browns here. You have Eagles coming off a playoff year. Um, I was listening to, uh, you, you know, Greg Rosenthal from the NFL Network. Yep, yep. He's on the uh, JRVP podcast with Anthony Jeselnik, one of my favorite comedians. Uh, Greg Rosenthal and Anthony Jeselnik are best friends. They do a podcast together. Greg Rosenthal, of course, works for the NFL. And he was asked a football question on an episode a couple weeks ago, and they just said, who do you like? The, you know, if, you, if you went to Vegas and you were going to make a bet on whatever team you think is going to win the Super Bowl this year, who's your confident pick? And he said the Eagles. He said he likes their roster from top to bottom. They're young. They're hungry. They play well together. He thinks they're the surprise team in the NFL this year. So for me. I know it's the preseason. I know we're, it's, it's going to be a small sample size, but I want the Browns to kind of take it seriously and let's see how they stack up against a team that some people think are going to be, if not at least a lock for the playoffs, you know, a, a pretty decent contender in the Eagles. They have so, a very interesting roster. They do. I mean, they, they got better in all the right places. They, they knew did. what they wanted. They got uh, the running or the wide receiver from Tennessee, uh, A.J. Brown. They they loaded up and they got Devontae Smith last year. They're a damn good team. Yeah. Jalen Hurts. I didn't think Jalen Hurts was going to be very he's good personally. Coming he's to his coming own. around. He's he surprised me the second half of the season last year. He really did. We'll see if he can keep it up here this year. But uh, he was a guy that I was not a huge fan of, and he's putting it together with Nick Serrani, their head coach there in Philly. Nice young team, young coaching staff. The sky's the limit for them. So yep. it's a good matchup for the Browns. I'm excited to see that game. It's going to be fun to watch a Sunday one o'clock kickoff. Right. I love that. Uh, even though it's like I said, it's probably going to be hot as shit. It's not football's not that great when it's really hot out. It's it's not it's not right. Yeah, I'll be getting home just in time. I have a golf outing in the morning, but yeah. Oh, on Sunday? Yeah, a little bat blew open. 
So uh, a couple of brewskis in you. Open up plenty of Labatt Blues. Yeah, absolutely. Get home and watch the rest of the football game. Get a nice little bass going. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that's about all I got. I mean, I guess speaking of uh, for that breakdown, I guess we don't have a picture for this one because this news just broke a couple hours ago. Uh, But LeBron James, it will tie it into the Cavaliers because I don't think I don't think he's going to come back now. I like the breaking That's the breaking news. news coming straight from the news I, desk I like here at Channel 11. <laughs> this just in. <laughs> LeBron James signs a two-year, $97 million extension with the Los Angeles Lakers. You heard it here first. <laughs> and everywhere else about two hours ago. Yeah, and, and I saw it on Twitter about three hours ago, but you heard it here first. You read it somewhere else. You heard it here first. Two years, 90-some million dollars. Is that what yeah, it, was? it was? like 97 and a half. Jesus. Just adding up that billion-dollar lifestyle that he's got. I mean... Is he worth it? Of course he is. It's LeBron James. My question, though, I mean, what sucks for me is I'm a LeBron James fan through and through. I love LeBron James. He's my favorite basketball player, I think, of all time. Um, I say I think because I love Michael Jordan, too. I'm not one of those, like, MJ versus LeBron debaters. You have to only like one. I love both of them. They're both my favorite players I'll ever see because they're 20 years apart, basically, in their prime. I got to watch two of the greatest basketball players ever to do it in their primes and I, I couldn't be happier for my life of knowing that. I love it. Well, three, I, I don't I mean, take it for granted. Watch Kobe, too. He's up there. I mean, uh, Kobe's a top 10. I mean, watch he's, Shaq, he's, he's, he's up there, too. Same thing. I mean, those guys are great. They're just not my yeah, favorites. Yeah. Like MJ and LeBron, Allen Iverson, those guys are my favorites of all time. Um, but with LeBron, this is kind of an interesting move because the Lakers are pretty much, they're pretty much fucked in terms of what they can do with that team. And, say, aren't they financially handcuffing themselves? Yes, but there's some weird shit with the NBA. I don't know the rules off the top of my head. If anybody out there listening knows it, please elaborate. Uh, there's the bird rights. That's the rule with like the Larry Bird thing. It changed the rule with like, it's literally called the bird rights, where if you own a guy or if you have a guy on your team and they have bird rights, you can then go over your salary cap and this and that. It's the NBA salary cap is so fucked up. It, it Well, salary it cap in no general sense. is just a fictional thing anyways. It moves. Yes and no. Uh the NBA is probably the most, well, the NFL is strict about the salary cap, but the NBA is really, really strict when it comes to if you go over, you're paying a luxury tax. You can only go over if you have your own guys. You have to make trades that are even with salaries. The NBA is pretty strict. I'll give them that. Um, the NFL salary cap is is a hard cap, but they have all those ways of like, well, this guy is going to make $10 million this year, but we're going to convert eight of it into a, a bonus. bonus. Yeah. So then it comes yeah. off the book. So there's ways around it. Same, <laughs> The NBA can do it too, but... The NBA is way more complicated, in my opinion. Uh, I understand NFL contracts way more than I understand NBA shit. That's way above my pay grade. I can't even keep up with it. Because I was, I literally texted my buddy earlier about LeBron, and I'm like, there goes your dream of him coming back to the Cavs. And he was like, oh, perfect, bird rights. That means when he come, we trade for him for the Cavs, we can go over the cap and this and that. And I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> like, I'm done. I didn't even respond. Um, See, but yeah, I mean, so LeBron signed a long they, deal. Or not long, but for him, there, two years is long. He's still got Anthony Davis. Hopefully, he comes back healthy. When Anthony Davis is healthy, him and LeBron James, are they make the Lakers a great team. They don't have a lot of depth. Russell Westbrook, God only knows what's going to happen with him. I mean, I mean, if if the Russell Westbrook of four years ago shows up, I mean, that's great. Yeah, I, mean, I just I don't think see that, that happening. That Russell Westbrook, has, that train has left the station. Yeah, I he's think, more interested good. in business startups and entrepreneurships. And, and wearing, he's all about clothes. I don't well, know. Don't I don't judge understand people's it. Clothing. I don't judge it. I just, I don't understand fashion at all. Like, I never cared. I guess. So like when I see these guys like putting on these fucking flamboyant, crazy outfits and they're, everyone's tweeting about it. I see it on like, yeah, uh, I, even on TNT, they'll like show a guy walking in and they talk about his outfit. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't know. Why I would, came... I would be showing up to basketball games and just basketball shorts and a hoodie. Like, I mean, right, if there's play. a dress code, like you got to dress up, I guess, like I would just wear the most basic shit. Like, I don't know. Right. 
Yeah, I, I, just, I don't get, get these NBA guys. I mean, it's it goes all all over. Like, look at Cam Newton used to dress like a dick when he would do post game <laughs> yeah. press conferences and stuff. I just don't get it. Why put that much time and energy into clothes? I don't know. The but fact that you have own. enough time after the game to shower, get dried off, put those clothes on, get your makeup on, and get out to the the podium all within an hour is amazing to me. Especially when he came out there dressed like the Dutch boy from the paint company the one time <laughs> I Cam Newton did. You remember that outfit? <laughs> he looked like a fucking idiot. But uh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. To each their own. I mean, I, like I said, I got a shitload of uh, autograph memorabilia in my basement. Maybe people see that and they think it's a fucking waste. So to each their own. If that's what you want to spend your money on and, and, and enjoy, do it. More power to you. We don't judge here on talking about so balls. So you think the Lakers are back in the playoffs next year? Early prediction? They should. If, if Anthony Davis can stay healthy, they are a playoff team. Championship yeah. team, I won't go that far. But no. playoff team, absolutely. They should be a playoff team. Yeah. With Anthony Davis, a healthy LeBron James, and if Russell Westbrook can even be a shell of his former self, that's, they can make the playoffs, I think. Right. I don't think – I don't. I, I think uh, Russ doesn't care about the NBA because the NBA doesn't care about Russ. I, I agree completely. He's a, like, he's a hot-tempered dude, and like he is a uh, – it's almost like he's got that attitude of like me against everybody kind of thing. Like He's mad at the world, so – it just depends on which version of Russ you're going to get. Are you going to get the try hard and, you know, actually want to win Russ? Or are you going to get the stat padding Russ, which is what he was with Oklahoma City when they were bad? Yeah, I mean, he... triple double Russ was fun to watch. But when I actually went to a game against the Thunder and I watched Russ in person, I was like, I would hate for him to be on the Cavs. Truthfully, watching a guy play basketball like this is infuriating. At the end of the day, yeah, he has a triple double. It looks great on paper. But watch how many times he shoots these fucking air balls and horrible passes and shots that go into the crowd and you're like this is terrible like yeah. I, I would not want to root for this yeah i mean he has it in him to be a good teammate and a good basketball player obviously he's in an nba but i just i just don't think he can mesh well with others he needs to be like the only big name on that team no and i i said this i mean when did they break up to almost 10 years ago or whatever uh with the when yeah oklahoma city broke up the band there and they got rid of james harden the first thing i told everybody i was like they got rid of the wrong guy they should have got rid of Westbrook. I think if Harden and Durant stayed together in OKC and they got rid of Westbrook, they might have a championship. Yeah, that worked out. Yeah, they, they fucked up. Ten years later on another I'll team. give Oklahoma City credit, though. I mean, they know how to draft. They know how to build. But they fucked up that trade, in my opinion. Yeah, and they, they're, they're going to have another good team this year, too. Because that's, that's the kind of thing that they could have kept that as a dynasty because that was a that was an Oklahoma City Thunder team where those guys are still playing pretty well. At least Durant is. James Harden's kind of fallen off. But They would never have been able to afford him this late in their careers, though. No, but I just mean at that time, yeah, they could, have, they could yeah. have kept that squad together and built up like the Warriors did or, you know, whoever. You got these teams that actually try to keep the core pieces in place. They could have done that, but they had to break it all up. I mean, it's for the best now, I suppose. They got mm -hmm. great draft picks and great draft classes coming up and Chet Holmgren and all that shit. But uh, they got rid of the wrong guy. They fucked up. It happens. You got to take chances. Sometimes they backfire. Uh, we're going to get to a break. We have just completed our first hour of the seven to nine talking about two balls. hour specials it's i'm loving it i cannot wait till we get every fucking week we get to talk about games and do our picks and all that shit break down the week that was i look i cannot wait i'm so excited i love football season as dave said uh there's another one of my burps uh but we are going to take a quick little break we're going to come back we're going to do some ads and then we're going to wrap up the last hour of the show i can actually say we are at the halfway point we are there so we'll talk to you guys in a little bit You know, we're here live at Growing Wings Adult Services Studio Number 2 here, and it I've been here a million times, mostly at night, though. This place is a different vibe when you're here during the day and the sun's still shining. It's beautiful. It couldn't, is. Couldn't be here without the fantastic support that we have from Growing Wings Adult Services. They're the official sponsor of the State of the Art Studio Number 2. Growing Wings Adult Service has over seven years' experience of taking care of adults with dis disabilities. For more information, call Lisa at 234-334-7547. 
You know what's on fire right now in our economy? And it's not the actual economy, but it's people who are selling their damn houses. Um, if you want to make a buck, triple, uh, double your income. I mean, just, I mean, double your uh, value in your house, sell your house now because everyone's trying to all buy about profits. It's, it's all about profit. Um, it's all about profit over all axis, really, too. This is a newer sponsor, I believe, too, of, of Redline Radio. Brand new. Yeah, yeah. Brand new. <clears throat> the first time we're talking about them, honestly. I, I believe so, yeah. So if you guys are looking to sell your house, you're looking to upgrade your business, um, whether you're, you're going to go wanting to buy new, you're just getting a family wanting to get into a house, give Frank a call over all axis reality. He's a veteran of the country. He served our country. Now he's serving the community. Um, give Frank a call at 440-391-7430. Or you can email him if you want to. You have some questions you want to ask him. You know, shoot him an email at franks at allaccessrealty.com. Now, if you already have a house or if you you got a new build, something like that, uh, go ahead and give Dynatech a call because many satisfied customers have said that their diamond saw blades are the fastest cutting and longest lasting in the business. Customer satisfaction is how they measure success at Dynatech. Don't take that for granted. Customer satisfaction should be number one for everybody. Um, they have products that include saw blades, abrasive blades, pavement marking blades, core drill rigs, core drill bits, high-speed gas saws, masonry saws, walk-behind saws, tile saws, and other construction equipment. They're the place to go to, Dynatech. They have it all the best of the best. Give them a call at 1-800-446-9001 or visit their website at Dynatech.com or they're located at 161 Research Court, Elyria, Ohio, 44035. Another new uh, sponsor to raise all these new sponsors coming left and right. It's amazing. Ton of them. Uh, we're going to stick with the house theme. You know, you have houses. What do you have in a house? You have drains. Drains get clogged. They get mm -hmm. backed up. Um, you get floods in your basement. You get floods other places of your house. Um, if that ever happens to you, our new sponsor, Smith's Drain Service LLC, will take care of those needs. Um, they'll take care of your main sewer lines, your bathtub and laundry lines, septic lines, kitchen and sink lines floor drains, downspouts, and guess what? So much more. There's so many other things you wouldn't even think about that you could probably use them for. Uh, give them a call. They're family operated and owned uh, over at 440-242-8704. Um, tell them Redline sent you. Guys, trust me, you're going to need them sometime. Now, this next read that I'm going to have here, I have a bone to pick with these people, but I'm going to be professional. Uh -oh. That's who I am. It's one of one sports cards and memorabilia. <laughs> so for those of you, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I had that fundraiser for my wife's uncle. Uh, I reached out to a bunch of different companies and businesses in Ohio asking them for uh, any donations or anything for the fundraiser. One of one at first where they were the first one, only ones to reach out and respond and say, yeah, we're definitely, we'll take a look, see what we can do for you. We'll hit you back. Didn't hear from them for a few weeks, getting a little closer to the fundraiser. So I reach out again. I say, hey, any update on that? I'm, you know, I'm just trying to get a, get an idea. And they said, well, our owner is having a kid, so we can't do anything. Oh, and I'm like, well, how, your, your business can't run if your owner's having a kid. But I digress. I understand it's a big moment for people, but they never reached back out to me and uh, never heard from them. So they got some making up to do with old JG here. And that could be a remote location. So, Dave, get on that. I'd like to do a remote episode from one of one. <laughs> I think they owe it to me. Uh, all the great plugs I give them. But if that doesn't happen. You can go into one of one yourself. Tell them JG sent you. They're located at 13221 Prospect Road, Strongsville, Ohio. Give them a call 440-638-4044 for all of your sports card memorabilia. That was a hell of a plug right there. Hell of a plug. Now, with that being said, we're not going to plug ads. We're going to be plugging Redline fucking radio, ladies and gentlemen. Shows seven days a week, two studios, nonstop entertainment. I'm going to talk about all the new shows today, if I may. We'll start with Sunday, because that's to me, Sunday is the first day of the week. Absolutely. I think that's how a calendar every calendar looks. So, Medium Ratchet, 9.30 to 10.30 at Studio One. New show, check them out. Another new show at Studio One, 
they're on. Well, they they just wrapped up. She vibes seven to eight. Yep. Uh, Redline Radio Studio One. That's how great Redline is. We have shows going two different stations, same time, just pumping out the entertainment. Just flip back and forth. You want to listen to That's part the of way ours? To do it. Yeah. yeah. If we hit a forth. spot. You don't want to listen to us talking about the Browns for the thousandth time. Fucking moving on to She Vibes. I'm all for it. I don't mind. And then on top of that, we talked about him a little bit. He's he's relatively new, but I'm still going to consider him a new show. So I'm plugging him again. Club Pizzle, obviously. Mm-hmm. And then Grape made the return. So to me, he's an oldie but a goodie. He's not a new show, but I still want to plug him because he's back. So everybody give him a little bit of love. Six to eight, the grapevine on uh, Studio One. And then another new show on Saturday nights. So you have TMI, too much information from 10 p.m. to midnight. Studio One, check it all out. So much entertainment. Is I'm looking at the show last Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they yeah. just debuted over the weekend. So yeah, I mean, check it out every day of the week. Honestly, I'm looking at the board right now and it's just packed every single day. Check it out. I just wanted to shout out all the new shows. And of course, though, because he's here, I cannot leave out my boy, Tim Buck Two. Tim Buck Tuesdays. What? Check that shit out. Six to eight. My boy, Tim, I don't know how he did it. I, I was tired from listening. He read through every station, every show, every hour. He killed it yesterday. I was watching that shit. So Check him out on Tuesdays from 6 to 8. Always has good guests, comedians, always funny. He can talk about everything. He wants to be on She Vibes. They want to come with him. It's going to be awesome. I love the, the collaboration with everybody at Redline. It's great. So check those shows out. And, of course, most importantly, check out Talking About Balls 7 to 9, the new time. We're loving it. Uh, we're going to take another couple minutes here just to regroup, get everything set, and then we'll be right back to finish up the show. So talk to you guys in a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back talking about balls, finishing up the second half of the show, literally, because we were two hours now. So when I say the second half, I'm not lying like you, like weeks prior. Uh, we talked about it a little bit, but yeah, I wanted to start off this segment here just to re- recap what we said in the first half to fans out there that are possibly joining us a little late. Jimmy G, I don't think, is an option for the Browns. Uh, I've heard multiple sources that actually work for the Browns that say they've heard nothing. There's literally no talk at all with the Browns and the Niners even interested in Jimmy G. Uh, they sat out Brissett for a reason. I think that dream is dead. I think, you know, because of this Deshaun Watson saga, we need the season to start, basically. Browns fans are, they, they've hit a wall between getting Watson and, and uh, not even just that. The season ends, you had Baker drama before Watson was even on the table for the Browns. So then they trade for Watson. Then there's nothing but Watson and Baker drama. What's going to happen with Baker? Watson's going to be suspended. It's just been drama waiting for the shoe to fall from the NFL, from the suspension. And now, because Browns fans can't just wrap their head around the fact that there's a chance. I don't like to say it out loud. It does suck to admit, but there's a chance the Browns are okay with this being a lost season. I know you don't want to hear that. I know no fan wants to hear that a season could be a lost season, but they're okay with that because Deshaun Watson's on a five-year contract. This is the future. They didn't trade for Deshaun Watson for a season. They traded for the future. It, it does suck to hear that. Knowing it that does. We have Don't get me wrong. You have Nick Chubb, Miles Garrett. A lot Garrett, of players guys, in that prime by, zone. by saying wasted season, I don't mean like we're going to go out there and win three games and it's a complete waste. I think we can compete. We can be a decent around 500 team. There's nothing to, to sneeze at that when you're starting Jacoby Brissett for most of your games. But when you traded for Deshaun Watson, there was no rekindling the friendship with Baker Mayfield. So there are going to be fans out there when Jacoby Brissett possibly goes four and six or five and five, whatever, that are going to say Baker could have won seven, Baker would have won eight, you know, whatever. They're going to say these things because fans are stupid. 
there was no way Baker was ever going to take another snap in the Browns uniform. There's no way he was going to willingly play half the season to then sit the second Deshaun Watson is back because that's the case for whoever the Browns starting quarterback is. I don't care if Jacoby Brissett goes 10-0. and I don't care if we trade for Jimmy G and he goes 10-0. and I don't give a fuck if Josh Rosen or Joshua Dobbs goes 10-0. and They're all getting benched the second Deshaun Watson's allowed to step on that field. There's just no going around it. Fans need to accept that. Deshaun Watson is the future. Yes. He is the present. If, he is everything for this organization. If he gets sat the entire year, like he has to sit the entire year. Honestly, it would, this, be, would be good news for the Browns well, I was gonna in say, a sense. This, this doesn't count as a, nope. a contract year then, right? So technically, you'd almost have him for six, six years, years. Because, he, I mean, he wouldn't play, so it doesn't count. But yeah, so his contract would then start games, next year. Do you think some people are like, hmm. I would have been actually happy with that year, knowing that. We I mean, I, I feel that way, truthfully. That's that's something that I've talked about, where if the NFL comes out and says 12, I'm going, fuck it. At that point, Punt it. we're not Let's winning yet. Give me, yeah. give me a full season. I don't care at that right. point. I'd rather have the contract year than him try to come back and salvage five games at the end of the year when there's a good chance we're going to be pretty much out of the playoff hunt anyway. So it's, why, and, why and waste it? In our division, it could be hard. To make and then the with our luck, it would be something, knock on wood, this doesn't happen. I know... I'm doing this for entertainment purposes. I want to put up put up the the banner for first. This is strictly for entertainment to get you talking at home. If this actually comes to fruition, do not blame me. But what if Watson comes back, plays five games because he's suspended for twelve, and gets hurt like week 15, 16, 17. Uh, he's fucked. Man. A bad injury that is going to cost him the next off season. You just talk stuff into existence. It's just you know I, that, I'm right? a pessimist. My brain immediately goes to the bad stuff. So that's my first thought is if Watson comes back, plays only five games, our season's over, it's meaningless. Or not just Watson, could be anybody. I don't want to say any names because I don't want to jinx anybody. Think of anybody on the roster that could get a horrible injury the last couple games of the season when it doesn't fucking matter. And then they're out for most of next year too or something like that. Like To me, that's how you waste a season. Before you, st- before you said that, I was going to say... I love hats off JG, but then you said that. Hey, I didn't say any names. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be respectful to everybody. I don't want to jinx anybody. <laughs> Injuries are part of the game. They're going to happen. I'm just saying, like, think about it that way. You don't want them to come back and get hurt. Anybody for that matter. No, I agree. Uh, I just, it's just, I, I just, I don't I'm basically, think... I'm going over the scenario that if he is suspended for 12 games, I don't want him to touch the field. That's pretty much my nice way of saying that. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that I'd rather him be suspended for the entire year. Yeah. If we're talking 12 games, I'm okay with 10 because at least you come back for 10 games. We have him for seven or eight, eight games, no, seven games because there's the bye week. In yeah. There. We have him for seven games and that's seven games where he could probably put us into a playoff hunt. And into maybe the first round, a wild card game. Yeah, I mean, potentially. If, it's a, if it's a seven game or a ten game suspension, I mean, regardless of what your record is, let's just say hypothetically that you are, let's say we're four and six. It's not great. Yeah, you still have seven games left. I mean, Watson could come in, and I mean, if he wins, goes five and two, you're nine and eight. It's not great, but I think the Steelers went to the playoffs last year, at nine and eight, yeah. right? And I mean, I know. That I don't get me wrong. The AFC right now on paper oh, is loaded. fucking stacked. It looks like right now, if you want to win a, if you want to playoff seed at the spot in the AFC, you you have to win twelve games. It looks like that, but a lot of heavy teams to go through. But the problem with that is a lot of those teams, somebody's got to lose these games because the 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 most Usually loaded the Browns will do that. Well, I mean, they're all going to play each other a lot because the most loaded division in the AFC is the West for sure. So the West, you currently have the Broncos who just got Russell Wilson, who are expected to be great. Uh, the the Chargers just loaded up the defense with Khalil Mack and J.C. Jackson. They're ready to go with Justin Herbert. They're good. The Raiders look legit. And, of course, you have the Kansas City Chiefs, who are the Kansas City Chiefs. So you have four teams that could potentially be playoff spot, playoff teams, 
they're not all going to be able to make it because they all have to play each other a bunch of times, and that's going to fuck all that up, and that's good for the Browns. So my goal is, I mean, realistically, we need to go for the division. It's not going to be easy. You expect on paper the Bengals to come back and be really good this year because they went to the Super Bowl. Right. Me personally, I think last year was a bit of a fluke for the Bengals. I don't think they're this complete of a team. Um, I also think they could have a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover, even though they lost. It, a, a, lot of, a lot of years, if you look at the track record, the losing team in a Super Bowl comes back and has a down year a lot of times. I'm, I'm, I'm secretly hoping myself. I love him as a, a player. I think, I think uh, Burrow is a hell of a quarterback, but I'm secretly hoping as a shitty year. Yeah, I'm I mean, tired of seeing the Bengals fans be like, oh, second coming, second they, uh, coming. They lost that, I forgot his name, the, the tight end that got hurt in the Super Bowl. He went to the Jets, TJ Uzama or whatever his name Who's is. Who's your mama? Yeah, he's gone. That was a huge target for Burrow. They Don't get me wrong, they still have Jamar Chase. They have Tyler Boyd. They still have really good wide receivers. They have Joe Mixon still. They didn't really address the offensive line too well. They uh, they added the guy from Lale Collins, I think it was. the the Whoever it was, the cast-off from the Cowboys. They added an offensive lineman, but again, the offensive line's still not great, and that was Joe Burrow's big thing. He got killed last year. I mean, he was able to succeed, but you saw it against the Aaron Donald and the the Los Angeles Rams. He got killed. Yeah. Joe Burrow took a beating, and that's something you don't want your franchise quarterback to take. And I'm not wishing injury on anybody, but that's something that, yeah, the Bengals on paper could be a great team. Joe Burrow could get another serious injury because of the offensive line. So never say never. I mean, the division, I think, in, in the AFC North, at least, is wide open. Uh, the Ravens. I don't really know what to expect for them. Besides Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson, I thought I don't I don't trust their offense that much. You've got I, I, I need Mark Andrews to have another stellar year though, because keeper. He's my boy. He's a keeper. Yeah. On two of my leagues, actually. They've got J.K. Dobbins coming back from injury, but again, same thing. How is J.K. Is, Dobbins? Is he cleared be? yet though? I don't think he's he is. like slowly coming back. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh says like we expect him to be. But good on to paper, go. a healthy Ravens yeah, on paper, team they is look scary. Good. The defense though. You know, it's the Ravens, so you expect them to have a good defense. But realistically, their defense wasn't that great last year. Their secondary was really banged up. Uh, some of their draft picks have been less than desirable. Patrick Queen's been a little bit of an under, a uh, little bit of a disappointment. Uh, they traded Hollywood Brown last year, who was a disappointment in Baltimore. Uh, they drafted Rashad Bateman, who was a disappointment in his rookie season. So they have a lot of people that they really need to step up in order to succeed, and it's not guaranteed. Just because they're the Ravens, you have Lamar Jackson playing for a contract, which means that's going to be on the back of his mind. I still can't believe they haven't come, come to a conclusion on that yet. It's because the Browns fucked them. I love it. The yeah. Browns fucked everything up. I don't know if you saw it. There's a rumor that Lamar Jackson could be wanting guaranteed money. I, just like why Deshaun Watson. Why wouldn't you ask for right. guaranteed money? Deshaun Watson, I think, is a hell of a football player. I think, personally, he's a better actual quarterback than Lamar Jackson. I don't think anybody's going to argue that. Um, Lamar Jackson has an MVP. Yeah. Lamar Jackson has more argue, more bargaining chips because he has a clean history also. You can even hold that against Watson if you want to. Lamar Jackson has a clean history. He can ask for that guaranteed money and rightfully get it from Baltimore. Yep. They don't want to pay him, though. Steve Bishotti, the owner, has already bitched and moaned about the Browns giving that deal to Watson. Uh, the Steelers sold the rights for Heinz Field to Acrisure because maybe one day Kenny Pickett needs a contract and they're going to have to pay him. The Bengals are now Paycor Stadium, which they had to get... They, they buried Paul Brown's history because they needed money to pay for Joe Burrow's contract in the next couple of years. The Browns changed the face of football. I love it. And these guys are going to want paid. Lamar Jackson being the first one who's holding out. I'm not holding out, but he's he's holding out hope that a contract will get real, done. Real quick, not change the subject. While we're on the subject of teams and money, yep. have you did you have you seen on Twitter the um 
the season ticket holders what they've been getting as gifts for every every team like i've seen like a, like a couple but did you see what the browns gave their season tickets holders no my friends <laughs> sent me a the link to a post of a guy bitching about it i didn't actually watch it though so it's like an old style like supposedly you're supposed to be like an old like throwback like floppy hat browns okay. floppy hat they got a uh, a um uh, a license plate little thing a brown license, license plate, holder, plate. Or cover or whatever um, they, like some kind of like um like football or whatever some kind of whatever it was it looked cheap as like it went like someone went down to dollar general and said yeah these these six things look perfect i mean and then then, then you start i started getting lost in the the hole that was what every other team gave and obviously the one who took the cake i'm sure you saw it on multiple occasions was the raiders you seen the no, Raiders? No, I honestly I didn't see any. I have so, no idea. So the Raiders, look it up when you get a chance tonight. So the Raiders, and we won't spend too much on this topic, but the Raiders, you got something like a box, maybe the size of this iPad, right? So you open it. As soon as you open it, like lights up like these like numbers of like their like Ring of Honor players. No shit. Whatever. So and then you open it up and there's like a cool like um collectible. I think it's like a ring or like whatever, some kind of collectible item, and then your season tickets. Like it's all well done. Mm. It's all like sturdy. It looks professional. And then the Browns literally came in like a box and it's like here's two floppy hats, a sign holder and whatever else. But I guess and I haven't seen everyone, but I guess they're saying the Browns are not the worst. There's a lot more teams out there who gave worse gifts than the Browns. Oh, that says something. If then. you get a chance tonight, this maybe go I, on Reddit or whatever and look at. The yeah, I'm gonna look up what, what teams have given away. Oh that God, is it's, funny. it's we'll pathetic. talk about that maybe next time uh, in pathetic. two weeks when we're back. But uh, I mean, at the end of the day, fuck them. They don't deserve gifts. You're buying season <laughs> tickets. I don't care. I, I I didn't even know that they got gifts until recently. Oh yeah, if you're investing that much money in a team, you should get something out of it, right? You do. You get a seat every Sunday. <laughs> you got a place to park your ass. That's what they're giving you. You paid for it. You get it. Um, yeah, no, I'll have to look into those. We'll talk about that next week or next episode. Maybe take I'm, some, I'm maybe do some screen that. grabs and put them up in the back and what people got. Yeah, we'll, we'll rate the best and the worst from that. <laughs> we'll rank some. Uh, really quick, for those of you that are tuning in right now with us, we might be, we're going to try trivia possibly this week. Uh, I don't even, we didn't even think about what we're going to give away for it or anything. No. I guess this week we'll just be kind of bragging rights. Maybe we'll get you a sticker or something like that or we can. I think it's somebody to call in though. Yeah, we'll figure something out. So we're going to do, well, yeah, we could do a call in trivia or we could even do somebody has to answer, but you got to answer really fucking quick. If, if we, if we list a question, we're letting you answer in the comments. You got to be fast. because We don't want to give you time to Google it. That's shitty. Can I win? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Why not? You're on the show. Why not, Tim? You can win. So something. if you're out there watching right now, t- tell us in the comment that you want to play trivia and, and let us know. And then you see the number at the bottom. You can Just call put the word in. trivia. You have questions ready, we'll, right? Uh, no, you don't. No, I did throw my iPad. I was going to say, <laughs> it's going to make trivia pretty h- tough. I'm going to have to think of something. I only have like two questions. I didn't know we were going to do like full. Uh, I mean, yeah, we'll just give it a shot. Again, yeah. it's it's a trial experiment. We didn't really hype it up. It was something I thought of last night because now that we have the extra half an hour of the show, I thought, let's try the trivia that we, we yeah. talked about. But worst case, we'll do it again next week. At least we 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 got the ball rolling this week to tell everybody about it. Uh, moving on, though, I did want to talk about overreaction from fans. In Starting, general, or are we just talking one topic of overreaction? Uh, a little bit of everybody. It's just, again, it goes back to the Browns and the, and the Watson overreaction from fans um, that like didn't understand that he avoided pressure, stepped up in the pocket, threw it to Anthony Schwartz perfectly, who just dropped it. But because it's a drop, his numbers look like shit because he doesn't have yards. He doesn't have completion. So mm-hmm. they go, oh, Watson stinks. They don't actually pay attention to what it was. So it's a little bit of an overreaction. Uh, same thing with like Schwartz. He had two drops. It's the preseason. Who gives a fuck? There were literally fans saying, don't let him fly home with the team. Cut him right now. He's garbage. He's ass. He's a bust. It's like, guys, it's the preseason. Right. If we're really going to, who who puts that much pressure on a preseason game? And then 
<laughs> I go to Pittsburgh. So Friday night was the Browns and Jaguars game. Saturday night, there were the Steelers against the Seattle Seahawks in Pittsburgh. Mind you, I'm in Monroeville, which is 20 minutes away from downtown Pittsburgh. I am. Oh, there's a city in Ohio named Monroeville. Down the street from my hotel is this little bar. It's called the Golden Goblet. Found it on, on Google. Something literally. It was uh, no bullshit. A two minute drive. If that. Good I reviews. Uh, yeah, actually, they they give themselves the award, but they credit themselves with an award-winning fish sandwich for what it's worth. Uh, one thing I learned the hard way, though, is that in Pittsburgh, because obviously, for those of you that have ever met a Steelers fan, you should know that they're usually a little behind in the times. They're a little slower. They're a little a little dull, if Yin, you will. What they call them Yinzers? Is that what they're Yinzers, called? Yinzers, yeah, Yinz, whatever the fuck Yinzers. that is. Uh, but Pittsburgh and Monroeville and all those other shitty cities, uh, they're behind in the times. They still let people smoke in the bars. Oh, that's a, that's a PA thing. Yeah. So I went and sat there and we're trying to watch the game and everyone's just fucking chain smoking. And they're literally the running back gets two yards. They're fucking cheering and high five ashing and going everywhere. There's and- one guy that just, he, he, you could tell that he like is obsessed with sports. So he's just, every time a guy touches the ball, Oh, I know I like that kid out of Oklahoma state. Like he just had to tell oh, everybody what he college had the, he, had the he knew that. knowledge. He loved doing that. It. Um, so they're overreacting about a little bit of everything. My big thing was, um, the Traylon Burke, the running or wide receiver out of Oklahoma that everybody wanted the Browns to take. The Steelers, of course, took him in the second round. He scored a touchdown, had a couple big catches on Saturday against. Now, I want to preface this for everybody. I personally believe the Seattle Seahawks may be the worst team in the NFL, top to bottom. They will probably compete for a top five draft pick. They will probably want to tank to draft a quarterback. They are one of the worst teams in the league. The Steelers were facing their backups, their third stringers, etc. Yes, Traylon Burke looked good. Nice catches, kept his feet in bounds, etc. Can't take that touchdown away from him. The fact that people were instantly tweeting, oh my God, David Bell better be great because the Browns passed on Burke and they took Cade York and they took, uh, you know, they, they we traded our second round draft pick. For those of you that don't remember, Everyone and their brother is tweeting the Browns better hope that he's not that good or they're going to look like idiots and David Bell better be great and Anthony Schwartz better be great, this and that. Guys, it's one game of the preseason. Can we let a little bit of time go? (laughs) Just a little bit. And then on the flip side, my buddy that's a Seattle Seahawks fan, he knows they're going to suck. Yeah. He immediately was going, oh my God, our, our bookend tackles, left and right tackle, Charles Cross and whatever the fuck the other guy's name is. He's like, these guys are great. Pro football focus graded them as the best tackles in football week one of the preseason, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they looked really good up against Cam Hayward and TJ Watt. And I said, oh, that's right. Those guys didn't fucking play. They were facing the Steelers backups, and you're you're bragging about how good the tackles are on the Seahawks. I was like, you're, you're facing guys that might not even make the team. Once I, again, I love hats off, JG. I'm letting it rip today, man. When it's, it's, like, just, it's, like, it's like the over-the-top movie when the hat comes off. So today, I Shit actually... is business. Just to be a dick, because that's who I am as a person, I, uh, I found a picture, Pro Football Focus rated highest-graded defensive backs for rookies in the preseason. Number one, Martin Emerson, Cleveland Browns. He was rated a 93.1. So I screenshot the picture, and I sent it to my Seahawks fan, and I said, since preseason Pro Football Focus is gospel, here you go, motherfucker. And I said, there it is, Martin Emerson. <laughs> What was his uh, re- return? Uh, he sent like eight Z's in a row like he was sleeping. Whenever he doesn't like something, he just puts Z. Like we always do that to each other. So he did not like it, but I like to just rub it in his face. Because again, people are overreacting. And then I, he 
he tagged me in a tweet of somebody posting how great their offensive tackles were. And he tagged me in it and he's like, oh, you're the only one who doesn't agree with this. And I said, because nobody gives a shit about pro football focus in the preseason. It means nothing. Yeah, it literally just, means nothing. It's. I think I screenshotted you the one thing from that troll like fan page that we followed, or I unfollowed him that day. But like the fact that like the first initial like this is Browns preseason, but when the first initial draft of the the the, the Watson thing when he came out, the first thing it said was, uh, Watson's horrible at football. Baker's so much better. We should have never traded. Yeah, didn't you send me like, a thing, or maybe I saw it on my own. I, I forgot. But I, somebody I, like after Watson's first drive, they said something like. Is it too late to call Baker again? Oh, I like, wasn't me, but it was something along the lines of that. I saw something basically. like that. I yeah, was just like, like I, I, this is one of the times where I had to look at it. I'm like, I'm going to go off on this guy, and I go, nope, be the bigger yeah, person. It's just like Don't every do it. every fan page I follow, um, it's like everyone was overanalyzing and breaking down every play of the preseason. There's Twitter out there just, oh, you know, on this play, this guy didn't slide enough to the right. He's not. He's going to be cut. Or, or I can't believe this quarterback didn't make this pass. Or he his his per, passing percentage was horrible. Or oh my god, that third string quarterback lit it up, man. He's going to make a play for the starting position. Yeah. No, he's not. Basically, you have. I don't know much about cars. Truthfully, I know nothing about cars. I know if you drive like a NASCAR car, whatever you have, you can change gears. You've got third shift, second shift, first shift, whatever. I don't even know gear. Are they called gear shifts? I don't know. We are we are not car people. Anyway, I'm just going to call them gears. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but let's sure. just pretend that that's right. So, yeah, it, I think it is gear because they always go kick it into second gear. Yeah, that sounds right <laughs> to me. I don't know. We should be on that NASCAR show. <laughs> yeah, when, do when, when does that have a sign on the screen? <laughs> I forgot what it is. We would, we would bring a lot to the table. It's called spinning in circles on Monday nights with uh, Lee Money because that's all fucking NASCAR is. <laughs> but, uh, it's not a DJ show, spinning in circles. No, no, that's not not to be confused with Gary Weiner on Tuesday nights. This oh, is I spinning see. in circles. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, let's just call it gears. I don't know. So you have, I would say, practice is probably third gear, and I'm assuming the higher the gear, the faster you go. Yes, that's okay. true. I that's think true. I have that I, right. I can attest to that. So I would say practice is probably. A mixture of second and third gear. Okay. Preseason might be third gear because you're running, you're actually trying a little bit, but at the same time, you don't want to get hurt. You're not doing normal play. So it's not fourth gear. Right. Regular season is fourth gear. So for fans to overreact and to clamor on to somebody about a great performance or even a bad performance when they're not giving their all, I think just speaks volumes to the fan that's watching the yeah. game. They can't. And this is why, again, I said it, I like pissing your friends off. You've, you've got your friends, uh, Jamie and Bo. I like to just can tell them how much I how much more about football I know because I know it gets under their skin and not speaking of them, but on behalf of other people, this is one of those situations where I look at that and I go, I watch football differently than these people. I'm yes. not going to argue with them. I'm just going to let them live their lives the way that they do it. You were a I'm growing uh, up. You were a you're they're they're a face value. Maybe watcher of football. And yes. It's more of a you're behind the scenes. Yes. Type type watcher, I guess, is the best. I, I, I put way too much thought and depth and like decisions and, and things going on other than just what you see on the field. Um, but I yeah, know it's funny much of a reaction. It, it, it's since, annoying. Since you and I became friends, like I started watching football differently too. Like looking and I at, love it that way. That's looking, how I do it. Looking at things differently, looking at players differently, looking at how things are like you just kind of look deeper into uh, the product that's just right in front of you. you kind of look behind the scenes. Okay. Why do they do that? Do they normally do that? Why yeah. are they always doing that? You know, type thing. So yeah. And I that's like, it. You you brought up earlier in the episode about Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt being on the field at the same time. Yeah. I've had I've had that conversation with people for the last couple of years with, oh, why doesn't Kevin Stefanski do it? Until we got these new running backs right now, we didn't have that depth. Kevin Stefanski's goal was to have two great running backs because you want to spell a guy. You want Kareem Hunt is a damn near he'd he'd be a number one running back on any other team. Right. 
would you rather him come in fresh for a play against the tired defense who just had to tackle Nick Chubb? Right. Or would you rather wear him down to be a prop? Right. Because if he is out there just to be a prop, or Hunt even for that matter, or Chubb, I mean, I'm sorry, if one of them's getting the ball, the other one's blocking, if one of them's going out for a pass, possibly they're going to get hit, they're getting tired, they're blocking, it 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 wears you down. Sure. Any football player would say that. So Stefanski doesn't like to do that because he wants fresh legs coming out there. So that's really the reason why he doesn't do that. how many games last year and the year before do we have Hunt coming in the last drive of the game knowing that, he hey, was our you have a fresh he was a like a fresh like running back. Out he there. was your closer. It was the fourth quarter. You got and a little bit of a It's a whole different dimension of running back. You have to worry about Here comes about. a fresh yeah. Kareem Hunt. Yeah. And that's why Stefanski did it that way. But fans just want to see them both in the field because they're like, oh, they're both good. Guys, there's one football. That's no. it. So I understand you want the distraction, quote unquote, but that's why you have guys like Demetri Felton. That's why you have guys like Anthony Schwartz because Anthony Schwartz, whether he can catch or not, he can blow the fucking top off a of defense. He can run by anybody. He's one of the fastest guys, if not the fastest guy in the NFL. Can he catch? Doesn't matter. If he scares the defense enough to cover him with two people to watch him out in center field, that's all we need him for. Mm-hmm. Be that distraction. Then we go underneath to somebody. It's all about the little things like that. So you want Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb on the field at the same time. Not you. I just mean in general, like other yeah. people. There's only one ball. So Stefanski's not going to like run gimmick plays of like, well, we want him to think maybe we're going to pass it to him. He's got an offense designed. He won a coach of the year. Fans, just trust Stefanski, please. That's all I ask. Simple. Trust the trust people them. who do it more than you do. Got yes. It. Trust the people who have put together two of the most successful years in Cleveland Browns history in the last 20 years. That's all I ask. It's, it's just simple. It's just the fan. It's just how fan bases are. They want to overanalyze everything. They want to they be the smartest person in the room. I've just never seen the Browns from this perspective for fans. or I've never seen Browns fans from this perspective of how just hateful they are about everything. Right. Like they're, they're not appreciative of what Stefanski and Barry are doing. They're just, again, they're just so fucking We've been angry a fan about everything. losing football team for how many years? To me, and I you, see light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Finally. Well, you would think that because you would think that getting a winning team, you know, 11 and five, whatever the year was, and then we come out and still win eight games last year, that you'd be excited for what's still to come. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. We've just built, we've built, we've built. You know what I mean? And, we had the rookies look great in the first preseason game. Doesn't mean they're going to look great in the second one, but I'm sure they're not going to look horrible because I think they're a good draft picks. Yeah, you, you're building, building, and building, and building. You know, they're not, they're not trying to yankify this. And I be that is they're not trying to buy a championship. They're building these bases. That, that means if you lose a Kareem Hunt this year, you have Jerome Ford. We can't do that because why? We drafted. We yep. built. We built on top of what we had. You know, we drafted Cade York because we expect him to be our kicker for the next. 10 years, if not longer, like you're drafting guys that you expect to be right. Long-term people that you can control with team friendly contracts, et cetera. Andrew Barry's building this properly instead of just like, look at what the Jaguars did. The Jaguars had a shitload of uh, cap space. So what'd they do in the off season? They sucked. They were one of the worst teams in football last year. Trevor Lawrence's rookie year. What did they do? They spent the most money in free agency history. I think they brought in so many fucking guys because they just want to, excite fans they know they're gonna suck the jaguars are still gonna be a very bad team but they just want to show the fans hey we tried we gave christian kirk fucking 80 million dollars for whatever reason or maybe more than that i forgot how big his contract was we brought in zay jones for god knows whatever money they gave him they they threw so much money at these people because they just want to give the impression to fans we're trying right the browns on the other hand don't do that the browns traded for amari cooper a great trade free agency they did very little they brought back Jadavian Clowney. They brought in a couple a couple filler guys here and there. They traded Mac Wilson for Chase Winovich. They drafted a lot of people. They they got draft picks for next year, for the future, because we understand Deshaun Watson's going to take up a huge chunk of our salary cap. 
So the future is in draft picks right. for, the, for the Browns. Right. And Andrew Barry is loading that ammo small, up for the small future. Small moves, but powerful moves. It's Absolutely. You know, and and look, I mean, the, the thing is, it's just funny to me. We talk about how they were overanalyzing the first quarter of a game that doesn't matter. Really, the first series. And we then went the three second and half and, of the game, we're it. like, oh, this team's not bad. Me, They're I watched it. Bad. I just watched these rookies, and I went, okay, it's good to see them show up. But at the same time, in the back of my mind, I am pumping the brakes a bit going. Because they're playing against second and third. They're anyway. playing against yeah. guys that are going to be yeah. selling used cars in a week. Yeah. So Jerome Ford looked fantastic, yes. But he juked out a guy that's going to be bagging groceries. Yes. Uh, Martin Emerson ripped the ball out of the hands of a guy who's going to be, you know, God knows what. He's going to be, you know, making car parts Is at a factory Is he going to do that against Jamar Chase? Probably not. Exactly. So Maybe. it's cool Maybe to not. see in the preseason. It's exciting. But it's just good to see that they are they have a little bit of talent. I'm not putting too much stock into it. Seeing Martin Emerson get rookie defensive back of the week, get a pick six. I'm not going into it going, he's the next Darrell Revis. Let's have this conversation you know I mean? at the end of the Panthers game. And then we Absolutely. can worry even about then, what's going on. Even then, let's not. I want to preface this now before the season starts. Let's not overreact to Week One. Either oh way, I don't. If we blow out the Panthers, I don't want to hear like you know we're the greatest team ever because we're playing the Panthers. If we lose, don't overreact. I'm not turning the radio on for a week if we lose that game. I'm deleting social media if we lose <laughs> that game. I, I am not going to want to hear it. I'll have to change my number because I'm going to have a lot of people <laughs> tweeting, texting me about Baker. And I, I I can't live with that. Uh, but yeah, so there's just a lot of overreaction, but. You know, the number one thing for preseason for every team is just stay healthy. And one thing Zach Wilson just was unable to do. Oh, the phantom tackle? Poor old Zachy boy. Yeah, I remember I texted you and I said, Zach Wilson just went down. And you were like, what happened? Who hit him? Who did this? I'm like, <laughs> no one. literally nothing. He just fucking I thought dove. I you were kidding. No, and I literally saw the nothing. play and I'm like, oh shit, he just dove. He dove and he just hurt his knee. It looked way worse than it was. So Zach Wilson actually... Uh, got up limping. He 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 left Did the game. He buckle on the run. Like I didn't even notice it. Like it's just. I, I think it was a juke. So when he okay. cut, he he did a cut and then he took a step and then fell. I think it was the cut or yeah. the juke. I mean, so he did something to his knee. It looked way worse. Apparently, the the rumors have come out. He did have successful surgery today. Oh, they cleaned out. They, uh, they cleaned it, it up. Yeah. They're saying maybe four to six weeks. So Zach Wilson should be able to play. We've Hopefully, wondered. he's there for the Browns game because my friends are Jets fans and I want the Browns to beat his ass. I would love that. Uh, I would actually prefer to face Zach Wilson over Joe Flacco because I heard Joe Flacco is actually killing it in camp. Uh, Father Time is being kind to him right now. I think it's also just who he's up against. I think Zach Wilson's a bum. Everybody knows that pretty well. I've I've been honest about that. Uh, Garrett Wilson. This is not a good start to their their tenure together for Garrett Wilson and Zach Wilson because Garrett Wilson came out the other day and said, uh, there's just something about the way Joe Flacco puts the ball in a friendly spot for a wide receiver, and that's really all I can say about that. Uh <laughs> So he's already shitting on Zach Wilson. So, so you're basically saying, saying him and like, Zach Wilson are not roommates in camp. Yeah, right no, Garrett Wilson is not a fan of Zach Wilson. He said it the nicest way possible. And I couldn't copy that tweet and send it to my Quick Jets enough. fans fast enough and laugh. Oh, my God, did I send a bunch of laughs. Um, my buddy, it was his birthday yesterday. Shout out to Mike. He sent us a picture of his steak dinner and his martini that he was drinking. Nice. And then I sent them that link and I said, Mike, are you filling up your martini glass with tears now? Because Zach Wilson fucking blows. I was just making fun of him all night. So, so they're really fans. Is that they're, they're behind this guy. They think he's the, the, uh, the real deal or are they just it is what it is till the next time we get a quarterback. I've said it before to them. I don't know if I've ever said it on here. The Jets are the new Browns. Oh, you said it before on here before. The yeah. Jets are just so desperate for anything. They love Zach Wilson because they, he loves Sam Darnold. These yeah. same guys. They drafted Sam Darnold. Oh, it was Sam Darnold so much better than Baker. He's the best quarterback in the class. What a steal. We did this. We did that. Now he's about to Sam lose. Sam Darnold Baker, sucks. Yeah. Sam Darnold's gone. They get Zach Wilson. Now it's, oh, Zach Wilson's the best player I've ever seen. He's going to be such a, he's a, such a fucking stud. He's a leader of men. Rinse, he's wash, so repeat for every Brown season. And every day I'm had. just like, yeah, that's I've, I've lived through this, guys. I'm like, I remember 
trying to convince everybody around me and myself that Johnny Manziel was going to be good. I, I remember trying to convince everybody that Brandon Whedon was going to be good. I've been in these situations before, like they're doing with Zach Wilson. It's never, hard to accept the reality. I never thought Brandon Whedon was going to be good. He was always terrible. He he was. I just wanted him to be okay because he was taking over for Colt McCoy, and I hated Colt McCoy. So I just remember being happy that we drafted a quarterback, and that meant no more Colt McCoy, and I was happy for that. That's all I cared about. I actually, that year, I really wanted uh, Teddy Bridgewater. I think. Or no, that was the Manziel year. It is really sad the amount of concessions we as Browns fans have made over the years of being happy and excited about certain quarterbacks. Like, and it's only because of how bad the previous right, ones were. Right, sure. I was never a diehard Manziel fan coming out. I, I've said that on record. I wanted Teddy Bridgewater. But we took Manziel, and for me, that meant we were moving on from like Brian Hoyer and, and whoever we had at the time. I don't even remember who the fuck our quarterbacks were in that era. I'm trying to forget it. But I just remember thinking, all right, Johnny's at least, he hopefully he's better than this guy. We have a future. Same thing with, you know, uh, Brady Quinn, we drafted him. I'm going, all right, we got our first-round quarterback. Uh, I was a big fan of the Brady win. We're we're not going with Derek Anderson this year. Sure enough, we went with Derek Anderson. We won 10 games, and then the rest is history. We fucked that up. But it's just our our team's so bad. Any quarterback we brought in, I went, okay, this guy's got to be it. We're going to be good. And that's exactly what Jets fans are going through right now. So Zach Wilson got hurt. He uh, hurt his PCL, I think it was. It was like a minor thing. Little Lisa cleanup the, surgery. Lisa wasn't the ACL or the uh, whatever the other one in the MCL, so he's fine. Yeah, he avoided serious injury at least for now. <clears throat> um, I could see them trying to rush him back though, and not going to end well. That's the other thing too. Is I mean, you get hurt in the preseason like this for Zach Wilson. Yes, he could come back and play, but is he going to be the same type of player? Right, probably not. And now that's probably going to that's that's going to linger all year. You're giving more reps to Flacco. You you know more eyes on Flacco <laughs> and. I mean, you don't have to. You know what Flacco is and what he can do for you. He's just a quarterback. Yeah. You put him in a spot. You let him do his thing. He is a statue in the pocket, which is okay, except for on the Jets because the Jets' offensive line sucks. Uh, Makai Becton, who was their first round pick a couple years ago, he's been a bust. He can't stay healthy. He just got hurt again. He's out for the year. So their offensive lines is kind of in shambles. They had to sign Dwayne Brown, like he's like forty years old or something like that. The ex Seahawk they had to bring in out of kind of an emergency situation. Right. Um. They drafted Elijah Vera Tucker last year, the guard. They traded up to get him. They're desperate for offensive linemen, and they, their offensive line still sucks. So the Jets are a bad team. Yep. And now they're going to possibly be throwing Joe Flacco behind center. But luckily for Flacco, if they can give him just enough time, they do have Garrett Wilson now. They do have Elijah Moore from last year. They have they, they have uh, weapons to get the ball to. Yeah, Corey Davis. They 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 signed last year from the Titans. Yeah. They, they've got some decent people to throw to. They did sign that kid from. Uh, the Bengals, the tight end, TJ Uzama, or whatever his name is. Who's your mama? They've brought in some talent to try to help Zach Wilson. I just think Zach Wilson sucks, and I think Joe Flacco might be able to do a little bit more with them. And you it looks that suck. way in camp. Yeah. Really, every, everything I've seen so far has been Joe Flacco's outperforming Zach Wilson. Probably four wins this year for him, if I had to guess. Four, maybe. I think their over-under is like six or five games, oh, so yeah. that's okay. about right. Yeah. Um, And then I thought this was kind of funny. It was ironic. I don't know if you saw the hit. I forgot his name. Was it Quincy Williams? The linebacker for the Jets. Oh, Did you see Hurts. that cheap shot on Jalen Hurts? Like the the clothesline, the head wasn't a head to head comment or something. It was a yeah. I mean, he just he crushed him. Yeah. Jalen Hurts stepped out of bounds, and this I, dude I, came I up and, WWE style going yeah, for heads. So. It was ugly. <laughs> it got uh, Nick Sirianni, uh, the head coach of the Eagles. It got him fired up, yelling across the sideline, yelling at uh, Quincy Williams, like, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" Like, the guys were getting ready to fight. It was ugly. Jalen Hurts luckily was healthy, got up, brushed it off, was like, "I'm fine. It is what it is." Big penalty. Uh, on that first drive, though, this is another thing I text my Jet fan buddies. Jalen Hurts went six of six, I think, or eight of eight for a touchdown. No incompletions. Just drove right down the field, scored a touchdown on the shitty Jets defense. 
took the cheap shot, got up, threw another, threw a touchdown, whatever, and then was done for the day. Just sat on the bench, but he just dominated their shitty defense. Yeah, I mean that's the thing though, and I don't think all the starters for the, the Eagles were playing either. No, I mean it was it was like the Browns, like yeah, they had Jalen Hurts, but they had some of the offensive first, guys. Yeah, yeah. But my question, karma. Was that karma? You get that cheap shot on Jalen Hurts, and then Zach Wilson dives. Nobody touches I him. I think and he so. Gets hurt. Instant karma. It's instant Absolutely. karma. That's how I look at it. Yeah, that's what happens. You want to go after our quarterback? Guess what? There goes your quarterback. Couldn't happen to a better team. Fuck the Jets. Uh, really quick, I want to talk about uh, Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks season episode two. I'm sorry, not season two. Episode two just ended yesterday. I've only been watched one episode. So I far. watched this one today before I left. Actually, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Dan Campbell. You are. I love that dude. See, I literally, my note is Dan Campbell's lame. No, is really? My oh note. my God. Dude. I think I, he's so like, so here's why I love him. Just he real means quick. well. Yeah, of course. I just think if I'm a player and that guy's talking to me, I can't get excited for that. He kind of sounds like a bumbling idiot. Like, I don't know, man. Like I feel he like doesn't strike me as a head coach. He strikes me as like a, a position coach. He can, he, he can was pump a position up, coach. I right. Mean, yeah. That's when he was, he yeah. thrived. He can pump up the defensive line or the tight ends, whoever the whole team his stories kind of suck. I just don't find I, him that interesting. I don't know. I think maybe, maybe he's not like a great X's and O's type coach. But Seeing I, him talk to TJ Hawkinson about his shorts, you'll see this in this week's episode. <laughs> where he's episode like, two. Oh, it makes your butt look. <laughs> I just said something about his butt. And like, it was just, I just, I love, just don't I love like the, Dan I love the personality. I, I love the personality. I know we have Kevin straight face to Fansky, which is fine because he's a great coach. Yeah, no, I, I, I do like that about Dan Campbell. But Dan I Campbell love will the personality. I do like that. I love the person. That's why I love it's him. It's just because I think this he's great behind the way. scenes, seeing him address the team in the, in the, the conference room every morning and just like talking to people. I'm like, man, this guy's kind of fucking annoying. He's kind of lame. So I know it's, I know we talk about this. We make jokes about watching hard knocks teams and you get like, Oh damn, this team's gonna be really good. I honestly feel the lions might be okay this year. I mean, I, I'm not saying they're playoff contention, but I think they're going to surprise some teams. I don't, uh, <laughs> no, we're not sing, making another, on for the record. We're, we're no, not no, making no. a bet on this one, but I just, I, I feel like the lions might surprise some people. No, I think that I just think that they're a limited team. They're they're the kind of team that they are a quarterback away from being very good. I think they do have a good roster. I'm with you. Uh, the the pieces are there. I think Jared yeah. Goff is going to be holding them back. Uh, their defense isn't that great yet. They did add Agent Aiden Hutchinson. They're getting Jeff Akuda back, but Jeff Akuda is coming back from a torn ACL. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Aiden Hutchinson looked okay, but you'll see it in in this Hard Knocks episode. I don't want to spoil much for you, but they do show their first preseason game against the Falcons, and Aiden Hutchinson starts the game off. Two big plays. Uh, he gets a tackle for loss. He makes a tackle on Mariota. Cat, you know, chase down, catches him, etc. Looks great. Next thing you know, the Falcons drive right down, score a touchdown. Hutchinson's on the sideline, going, "I'm not gonna lie, he's like that kind of got me winded there. All that excitement out of me." And I'm thinking, this dude lasted a half a drive in a preseason game, yeah. and he's already winded not, and his motor shot down. That's not good. So, not a good sign for them. Maybe it, it picks back up in the regular season, but it's not, it's not college football. Not anymore. a good start. You'll see it. But then, yeah, just watching Dan Campbell. And, and I want to mention something. You saw the first episode, so you saw this. Uh, Jamal Williams and his corny ass uh, rah rah speech to the team where he, you know, cried and his voice cracked and all this shit. So fucking phony to me. Well, I mean, you have to put something out for the cameras. It, that, and that's exactly what it was because you got this guy who's, 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 who's crying, yelling at the team, excited, you know. He said, you know, every time I, I, you know, I get pissed when I think about our record last year, it should piss everybody off, blah, blah, blah. You know, it was embarrassing. I kind of want to look at it and go, dude, you left the Green Bay Packers, a perennial playoff team, Super Bowl contender, Aaron Rodgers, yep. to go to the shitty Lions because they offered you more money and you're going to cry about winning games? 
you could have won games in Green Bay. If right. winning really mattered to you, it was all about patience. You could have stayed. Exactly. Yeah. So that's why it's it's super fucking phony. And my favorite thing about that whole thing, though, is it all came full circle. He cried in the 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 rah-rah speech at practice. They go to the preseason game, which I watched a little bit of it. Yeah. The first pass to Jamal Williams in the preseason, he dropped it. So he talks all that shit, tells his teammates, <laughs> like, think about last year. That pisses me off. We suck. We need to be better than this. I know it's preseason. Again, it was just funny that the first pass to him, he just goes stone hands right to the ground. That made me laugh a little bit. I was like, that's that's kind of I, I do find I it's only one episode in for me, but I do find it more entertaining than last year's at least so far. Yeah, last year's was not good. The Rams was not good. Not good um, at all. And there's a player, I, I forgot his first name. It's Malcolm Rodriguez, I think his yeah. name is. You'll get to know him in the second episode. They call him Rodrigo. He is a sixth-round linebacker draft pick from the Lions who is their feel-good story guy. Yeah. But this one might be a little different because uh, Pro Football Talk tweeted today, he's now taking snaps with the first-team defense. He's actually a hard-hitting linebacker. <laughs> Looks like he could be kind of good. Really? For for the what what I've seen in training uh, camp. He was at hard knocks jinx, though. But, I mean, he is. they did move him up to the first string, though. So it just goes to show you that, like, this guy is not some undrafted free agent who you just hope is going to be okay. They're doing that with David Blau, the third-string yeah. quarterback. They're making him, like, the feel-good story. So far, it's episode two. They might bring somebody else in in the future huh. episodes. But The other thing, too, doing is that. That if you ever watch a thing on Amazon, just real quick, the uh, season. The Colts? Yeah, so they. I think yeah. they've done it two times. Once with the Colts, and they did it uh, two years ago with the Cardinals. Yeah. So have you ever watched that before? Uh, I didn't see the Cardinals. I watched a lot of the Colts though yeah, last year. Yeah, so they they basically follow the team the entire season. Yeah, and they and they put it on Amazon, whatever. I wonder who they, did they say who they're picking this year for that? Actually, you know what? I think it. The last year was the Cardinals. That was the first year doing it. I think this year is going to be the Colts. I think the Colts was last year. Was it? I can't yeah. remember then. But I know I'm wondering who they were going to pick for this year's team. So it'd be interesting because I like watching that because you get to watch a whole season. If I'm not mistaken, I think they already picked it out. I don't know why I can't think of who it is. We'll but yeah, we'll same. look it up another time. We'll talk about it. But uh, speaking of things you'll see on TV of football. The NFL did their top 100. They did 100 through 50. Uh, the Browns were well represented on there. I didn't go into detail about any of the Browns picks, but I did want to address two surprise picks that were basically where it didn't take long for me to look at that list and then go, okay, I don't really give a fuck about this list because it's it's not that credible. Number 90, <laughs> Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, okay. Odell Beckham Jr., of course, got hurt in Cleveland. Made a comeback, demanded a trade, got cut, signs with the Rams, wins a Super Bowl, gets hurt in the Super Bowl. He's going to miss probably half of this year, if not more. He's number 90 for the NFL top 100. Yeah. How can they justifiably say Odell Beckham is deserving of the 90th spot? There are so many wide receivers who were more productive, who are healthy, that could have gone over him. That To me, I was like... So you stopped after that? No. <laughs> That one didn't make me stop because that one I was kind of like, <laughs> I get it. They put him on there because he's a name. The one that made me stop, Mac Jones at 85. <laughs> You're going to tell me I Mac Jones is a top 100 fucking player in the NFL. Right. He is an average game managing quarterback who played one season and you put him at 85. I was baffled. At least he, was two, baffled. At least he was two behind Watson. Yeah, true. But even then, they, I mean, Watson's on the list, but basically they're putting... Watson hasn't played in two years, so once he actually plays and gets better next year, he'll probably be way higher on the yeah. list is what everything says, which is good. I mean, going forward, but Mac Jones, who didn't even put up good numbers, he was accurate, but he didn't put up anything great, anything special, who fizzled out in the second half of the season, who got embarrassed in the first round by the Buffalo Bills. They put him at 85. I was I was dumbfounded by that, truthfully. Top 100 players in NFL. Like, 
I, I couldn't believe it. That's why I was like, this is an embarrassing list. They're 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 gonna who, between who him and Odell Beckham. Who makes that list? Just like I'm guessing it's like beat reporters. They kind of all get together and put up a general consensus of like who's. I don't. And then they move I'm, I'm guessing it's yeah. I'm guessing works. it's not too involved. But like the fact that Odell Beckham was 90 and and Mac Jones was 85. I was I was done with that oh, list Jesus. after that. But again, the Browns were well represented. I think. Denzel Ward was on the list. Joe Batonio was on there. Wyatt Teller made it. Uh, You know, we're well represented. Deshaun Watson, there's going to be more in the top 50. We're going to have Chubb, um, Garrett. We'll have Chubb, Garrett. I'm sure we'll have plenty of guys. Good deal. All right. Uh, Anybody out there interested in trivia, give us a call or comment something about trivia and we can get to that. A couple good questions. They're Browns related. Or we'll do it next week and we can just get to uh, just the tip here. So give you guys a little bit of time now to, to let us know if you want to do a, be a part of it. If not, we will move on to just Tim, a tip. Tim wants to do I'll do a question. For oh yeah. Tim. Yeah. We'll Tim, start with Tim. Tim's the man. Tim's doing it then. So if nobody says anything, you're it's like an auction going once for trivia, <laughs> going twice for trivia sold to Tim buck two. We can, right. we can build it up next week and, or the two weeks from now. And then we'll, we'll make it the last right before the tip every week. Let's we do to. it like a family feud. I, I personally, Kyle can attest to this. I have no idea what his questions are. Nor does Tim. Sure. So let's see who if, who can answer it first. You want to do that, Tim? I'm with it. I'm with it. We can do let's a couple try. questions on you. Ready? Here we yeah, go. Yeah, sure. So also all Browns related. So okay, question they're all Browns one. related. Yeah, Browns related because we talked a lot of Browns today. Yeah, of course. So out of all the Browns quarterbacks to start their first game for the team, whose first start as a Brown resulted in a win in their first game following the team's return in 1999? Was it Tim Couch? No. Over to Tim's side. Want me to read the question again, Tim? Yeah. Wait, it was their first career start? Out of all the, the Browns? Browns quarterbacks to start their first game for the team, whose first start as a Brown resulted in their first, in, in the win, in their first game following the team's return in 1999? I think I know it. I'll let Tim answer, though, before I say anything. I misunderstood the question. I Sorry. thought I thought, no, no, it was my fault. I okay. thought you meant... Who won their first game? Because didn't we win with a Hail Mary against the first game of the year with Tim Couch or something like that one year? I don't remember. I thought. That's what I was thinking of, at least. I randomly want to say RG3. No. No, that was way before RG3. You want to take a guess? Was it Ty Detmer? No, you said following, like literally the following. Like, I think he, I think it was, or you meant like just, I think he means in 99 season. No, return to, yeah, in, in 99. No, following the team's return in night. Who's the quarterback in 1999 who won a game? I thought it was tight up in their first start. Oh, yeah, I don't know that one. I don't remember. Oh, Oh, actually, no, no, it's not in 1999. It's after 1999. Who was the first quarterback to start to have their first start and be a win for them on their first start since the team returned? Oh, uh, was it Jeff Garcia? It was Jeff okay. Garcia. I was thinking Jeff okay. Garcia. I was just trying to think of who the quarterback was in 99. That's why I was all it, fucked it, up. Okay, sorry, so I got it that was, one right. It was Jeff Garcia. All right. I so, will call that a wash, though, because we, we were all fucked up. I, Jeff Garcia was my first guest, and I'm like, no, I don't think it was <laughs> Jeff Garcia. Yeah, I thought he meant like in 99, so I'm like, well, shit. I'm trying to remember who the hell Ty Detmer was the only quarterback I could think of from that year. Okay, so let's see here. Question number Um, We'll make this an easy one. We'll do. Maybe you can jump in real quick on this one. So, who was the Browns player who threw his helmet off, causing a flag to be thrown and costing the Browns a week one victory? Beep, beep, beep. Uh, Justin. Dwayne Rudd. That is correct <laughs> for a point. I was going to answer before you finished, but I was going to let, I wanted, since the podcast, I wanted you to get the question out. <laughs> as soon as you said removed helmet, I'm like, Dwayne Rudd, that was easy. All right, and we'll do one more. 
Um, let's do, do random one here. It's making some. It's probably easy too. Um, sorry. You guys get Kyle beatboxing for those of you listening at home. Sorry, I'm just trying to find a good one. It makes it a little challenging here. Um, while Kyle finds that, let's, I'll, I'll do my just the tip right now. Yep, while Kyle gets set up just to kill, help kill time. Tim, can you pull it up? Uh, my my just a tip this week is a book that just came out in July. Um, I forgot how to pronounce the guy's name. It's uh, Connor Habib. Yeah, it's called Hawk Hawk Mountain. Uh, it's a it's a really good novel. It's about a guy who uh, was bullied as a child, uh, grows up, hated his childhood and everything in high school and all that. So he then moves to um, he moves away, gets out of town, changes, you know, gets whole new life, tries to avoid everything. Then all of a sudden, randomly the bully from high school gets back into his life. Uh, his wife had just left him. So it's just him and his son. And now this bully comes back into his life, you know, 20 years later mm -hmm. and the bully kind of acts like nothing ever changed or like nothing ever happened to them in high school. Meanwhile, this guy's being nice and he's entertaining the bully, but he's always just thinking about what the bully did to him and how, how much it basically fucked up his life. So it's kind of a, it's a book about bullying and it's, it's long-term effects on people and how it affected this guy and his raising his child and how he looks at people as an adult. And it was just a really good book. Honestly, it, it came out in July cause, uh, I took it out of the library and when you get new books, they put like the sticker on there, like for new. And it was a brand new book. I think I was the first one to take it out. It's, I don't know, 300 something pages, whatever. I read it in a weekend. I couldn't put it down. Honestly, yeah. it was so good. I, I what made you pick it up. Just, did it you... was a recommendation from Jeselnik on uh, oh, okay. JRVP. Oh, okay. So he recommended it. And I was like, all right, I'll check it out if they have it at the library. Cause I just get random books. Right. I actually just picked out his second, his latest recommendation. Hopefully I'll have that one done for our next episode. And if it's good, I'll review it. But, uh, I won't spoil the title, but uh, I like listening to what Jeselnik gives good book opinions. So mm -hmm. I like reading those. So Hawk Mountain was a pick by Anthony Jeselnik. I checked it out and I loved it. Wow. So right. if you get a chance, take that one out of the library or audio book it, whatever you guys do. But Hawk Mountain is my pick. Now let's get with get to Kyle with last Bustin question. Balls. Last question here. Is it breaking balls or busting balls? Busting balls, Bustin I believe. Balls. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So who was leading the Browns leading rusher in the 2006 football season? Jamal Lewis? No. Uh, 2006. 2006. Willie Green? Nope. Ruben Drones. I was going to say that. If you were going to let us do a second Drones, one, sorry. swear in my life, I was about to say <laughs> Ruben Drones. I was just waiting for my turn. Okay. <laughs> Next time we do this, I'll have uh, multiple whatever. Multiple uh, choice? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know how many we were going to do today. so That works. Yeah, that was fun. So for those of you out there at home, we're going to do trivia. It could be Cleveland-related. It could be all sports. Pretty much we're going to stick with the basics. So I know the picture shows a bunch of different sports. I don't know much about a lot of sports that aren't football, basketball, baseball. I don't have golf trivia for you. Maybe Kyle can. If you guys want to do golf trivia, he can help Tiger me there. Woods. Yeah, that's my answer for everything. Tiger Woods <laughs> Tiger or Woods. Uh, the guy that they made the tea from or the drink. Arnold that's, Palmer. Uh, Arnold Palmer. <laughs> That's it. It makes a hell of a drink. I know that. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be doing trivia. We want to do this kind of shit now that we have a two-hour show. Uh, may not be a weekly thing, but on like a slower football week. I where... feel like we need to do the trivia like a, like a, a us against the Steel City Renegades. Because don't we have an episode we're doing with them at the beginning of the football season? Uh, yeah, don't they want us on their show? I believe so. Yeah, we'll do that. Or no. I think we were supposed to be on there the week of the Brown Steelers game. I don't remember. We'll uh, either, figure it we'll all figure out. We'll figure some out, but it kind of fun. Yeah, we'll have uh, maybe Tim can do some trivia so it's a neutral party making the questions and we yep. can do that. We'll figure it all Talk out. Talk about but, balls uh, versus Steelers or Renegade. Yeah. That'll be uh, fun. You know what? That's actually 
uh, Grapes, the one who brought up not that long ago about doing a Redline Radio like Family Feud thing. Yeah. Maybe we do that, but as long as it's sports related, if it's anything else, I, I'm probably not going to be that great. Yeah, at it. I have a bunch of questions. I have a ton of useless knowledge in my head, but I also don't know a lot about like some random <laughs> shit. So we could try it. I like trivia, but you want to you do your uh, tip? Yeah, Tim? just a tip. Let's move and on. Then to I'll Tim. do mine. And it felt we'll... weird going first. It's just a tip. But it also felt good. <laughs> it definitely feels good going in first. Uh, when you, if you're going you guys, in for a you guys train, get my sloppy seconds. If you're going for a train, you definitely want to fuck her first. I'm just saying. So uh, even though I'm going second this time, um, it's spoken still gonna... like a man with experience. <laughs> Damn, I got the nasty last here, so it's okay. Uh, it still feels good to be able to talk about one of our new shows here. Uh, too much information um, with uh, uh, Black Nine and Deleon Two One Six and the Cleveland All Stars. Uh, if y'all seen the last episode, it was a packed show. It was like eight people in the house. Yeah, it um, was. It, but it was a uh, pretty dope. It was a nice conversation. It was mixed. It was a mix with men and women. So it definitely was nice to get multiple perspectives. Um, it was a nice show. Uh, I mean, it's it's late, so you know if you gonna you know be up, you know it's definitely gonna be some stuff. Um, but it's it's a nice show. Uh, they I feel like they bring a nice environment, a different type of energy because it's a a big group, um, and I really enjoyed being there. Um, and, and just give them a watch. They are very early on. It is a it's kind of just topic driven. Like he actually had he sent me a whole thing, kind of like how talking about balls did minus does I should say uh, minus the minus the pictures. Um, but it was it was it's a dope show. I can't wait f- to see what they do this weekend. Uh, they do it every Saturday from 10 p.m. to midnight. So please give them a shout out. Um, please give them a watch and, you know, enjoy. Absolutely. Yeah. Like Tim said, I think like preparation is key when you do a show and uh, you can definitely tell when when people put effort into the production and like their Big topics effort. and all that. It, it's great. It helps the show flow. Yes. They know exactly what they're going to talk about. So this way you don't have that like uh, what do you want to talk about? You don't have that like awkwardness. You know, like what we have this, we're we ready to go. About? Yeah, I, like, I love it. It's kind of like watching Timbuktu. Absolutely, <laughs> Timbuktu is talk a fucking man about? on his on a mission. He he could talk about anything, and it just it's that's the good thing with Tim knowing the comedy background that he has. It's everything he does is effortless. It just seems like he's riffing, but it's something he probably thought about you know a long time ago before he came onto the show with it. But he do- makes it sound like it's just a guy that's just bullshitting. Kind of sorry. That's the best part. <laughs> And I get the last part of the train tonight, huh? Nice. Yeah, you're the ass end of the human Damn. centipede. <laughs> <laughs> Great episode, South Park. Human centipede. <laughs> so my tip of the week is the movie Prey. And um, Hulu came out. It was an original Hulu film. If you've seen the, I, don't know, I think there's like six of them, five Predator movies now that they've had. You know, the, if, you're, if you're counting Predator vs. Alien, the two of them they had and Predator 1, Predator 2, Predator 3. Uh, in my opinion, nothing beat the original Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. That was an amazing movie. Um, I loved it. Um, even Predator 2 with Danny Glover was, wasn't was bad. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, it wasn't I liked bad. It. it was a pretty good movie. It was a different take because it was inner city. Yeah, like. absolutely. Um, but Prey, I watched, I think you watched it too, you said? Yes. Oh, yeah, I we loved, watched it. I loved the it came movie. Out. Yeah. Loved the movie. Um, I think like you said too, start off a little slow, but a lot of, a lot of character story kind of laying the groundwork. Um, but to me, the way that the deaths took place, the way that the predator interacted, the, the devices he was using, I thought the action sequences were amazing. They were done. They were done. Perfect. I'm not going to lie. Being an animal lover. I, the first thought I had was like, they better fucking not kill that dog. (laughs) They better not kill that damn dog. 
Um, but no, I thought it was well done. I, I put it as number two, in my opinion, ranked with the rest of the Predators. I do like the throwback. I don't know if you saw this, the callback to the old um, um, the gun that he had mm-hmm. at the end of it. That was a throwback to the Glover when he got thrown that, that gun in uh, Predator 2. And they paid a little homage to the original when they had the the, the scene with the mud. Oh, yeah, over it. As soon as that happened, yeah. I told Tara, I'm like, yep. that's, Arnold did that in the first one. Yep. So I'm yep. like, that's a little throwback paying to homage it. to both the, both the old movies, which um, is but great. If, if you haven't seen it yet, I think it's like an hour and 45 minutes long. It's It goes fast. It's a great movie. The lead character, that girl, she did great. I thought it was a... Uh, a nice little uh, uh, bit with her. I mean, she did well with it. I heard she interacted well. I love the whole like ancient thing. I hope they do another one. I hope they pick another time between this and like new age and, and, and the Arnold era. Yeah, yeah, like a revolutionary war type era, whatever. Because yeah, you have hundreds of years to yeah, fill that absolutely. spot. Absolutely. Uh, but no, it's, it's worth a watch. You know, go watch on Hulu. It's out there now. If you get a chance, watch. You'll 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 definitely like it. Yeah, really good. Like Kyle said, though, a little slow to start, but it makes up for it. The fight scenes, especially towards the end of the movie, mm-hmm. fucking action packed, really oh, yeah. cool stuff. Oh, it's, so it's good amazing. movie. I recommend that one too. But I, I figured you were going to go with it, so that's why I didn't do it. This oh, week. really? Yeah. I was like, I, I have a feeling Kyle's going prey, so I'm like, yeah. I, I won't touch yeah. it. <laughs> um. All right. Well, that's it. I'm usually I would go here. I'm I'm out of sorts. Oh, we're well, in the we're, dungeon. We're in the uh the bunker. Oh, we're back in Carl's home. Uh. But with that being said, that's going to do it for talking about balls. Thank you for tuning in for the seven to nine show. And uh, without further ado. Never thought I'd say this, but I'm glad I'm not hung like a bear. See you, everybody. Redline Radio LLC is proud to partner with Growing Wings Adult Services for the creation of our brand new state-of-the-art production studio. Growing Wings Adult Services has been assisting adults with disabilities in the Northeast Ohio area for the past five years. 